What's up, guys? You're here with O'Neill Ops, and this is the Predator Hunter Podcast. This is a place where we break it down going into detail with the equipment that we use and how we use that equipment application specific. Once again, it's our goal to get guys, SMEs, subject matter experts, guys that know more about particular subjects than we do, to get you guys as much information as we possibly can regarding tools, tactics, training, techniques to help you become better at what you do. And once again, we have uh, an awesome special guest, which I would classify in the the realm of one of the legends in our sport. The way that I look at it is my generation, this is one of the guys that I grew up watching. This is one of the guys that uh, is very respected out there. He taught us, guys like me, whether he knows it or not, a lot about the the game of predator hunting just by watching him um learning all of the stuff that he does the tools that he uses and today you guys are going to be very fortunate to be able to get as much detailed info from him as you can possibly get so today we have randy anderson 99.99 percent of guys that follow us already know who he is and we're gonna we're gonna pick his brain we talked at the, before we got started with this uh, podcast we played your song called come little coyote come and you you can before we get into the details on on kind of uh how you got started let's just brief us a little bit on that song Talk, talk to us a little bit about that song before we get started. Because when I put that in on the YouTube video, I'll put that at the beginning, right right now. Okay. Well, I, I'd done that video. We'll get into how that started, which is pretty interesting too. <laughs> but uh, um, my neighbor, from he's about a mile and a half away, old Glenn Zink, neighbor in Nebraska. He's on about every, every video, especially the first one. And my first video was just right around home. The mage hadn't really hit. So when the main hitch, mains really got bad, I had to start traveling. We didn't have any coyotes. What what year would that have been? Did you say? Uh, well, I started filming in '93, and, uh, and then this was uh, the video come out in '99 because I never knew I'd ever make a video. I was just doing it for the fun of it. But then finally, in about '99, I had about everything done, and Glenn said, "Man, you ought to write a song for your video." So I don't know. I had some music talent. I could play. I was a music teacher for a few years in high school and stuff. So I, uh, so I start. We were hunting, and I was writing some lines down on a sheet of paper, and I was trying to come up with a tune, kind of like the Sons of the Pioneers before your time. See it tumbling down, na, na, na. come little coyote, come. So I wrote the song like that, and the next morning I could not remember that tune. <laughs> so the, the tune's a completely different tune that I just made up. And then Glenn, he got a line in there about it was a sin when the coyote come in downwind. That was his line. And uh, but anyway, so so I uh, <clears throat> had the video done, and I told the I had it done by Dakota Video and Post in Sioux Falls. They had done some of uh, um, oh, Joe Foss. Remember Joe? Yeah, Foss? I've, I've heard. No, they had wildlife videos and stuff, and he used to edit his and everything. I asked around. I don't know how to edit, you know, and. And so he, uh, they did it for me, and they got a cut for a couple of years. They helped me. And um, so anyways, 
I told him I had this song. I, I recorded it. <laughs> it was a flood music. There used to be one in Sioux Falls and one in Sioux City, Iowa. And uh, so I went there in Sioux City, and he said, yeah, we know an old guy, old hippie down in his basement. He's got a recording studio. He'd be cheap. So <laughs> I went down there, and I, I played the <clears throat> acoustic and sang the tune. Then I think I added bass or drums and then bass and then a lead guitar and then I, I sung harmony with myself, and I played the coyote calls on there. And then, you know, they had a whole bunch of tracks. So then he just put it all together, probably a tube outfit of some kind, you know, nothing digital. And we come up with that. So I took it back to Falls. You know, I told him, I got this song. Can we put on her? Well, I don't know. I guess we could see what it sounds like. He about fell over. When he, when he heard it, he couldn't believe it. And uh, come little coyote. And then that artist, Tim Davis, he's on, you know, yep. you've heard of him. Yep. He's on Predator. Uh, Predator Masters. Or Predator Extreme magazine. He yep. does cartoons. Yep. Usually almost every issue anymore. But he did this cartoon. I forgot to bring it. But maybe I can email it to you, take a picture, and you can get it on there. But it shows a coyote, uh, uh, dad, coyote, and mom. Had, he had a little sleeping hat on, stuff there in bed in the middle of the night. And, you know, coyote goes, Honey, I just can't sleep. That tune, Come Little Coyote, won't get out of my head. <laughs> you know, and it's pretty funny. But but that's kind of how it started. Played that song, and then it worked out good for that video. And Primos, and we've used it for kind of a theme song on a lot of my videos. I'm sure a lot of them have heard it. And uh, so that's kind of how that worked. That That's pretty elaborate, the whole process of actually getting. Right. So you played the instruments. Yeah, in the, played in, the instruments. And the vocals. Yeah, and the harmonies. Yeah, so pretty much everything. Everything that's on there. That's pretty, I had, I didn't have any idea. I've heard it before, but I didn't know that. Only song I ever wrote, only time I ever did it. So that's really cool. (laughs) And, uh, I, I, I went to, it was in Valentine probably when you had a a seminar in Valentine. It was, oh gosh, it had to be three or four or five years ago now. It kind of. It was like a wild benefit thing. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. You were there. I didn't know that you actually did, uh, it was really entertaining. Yeah, I seminars, didn't. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that you did that. Yeah. I, I knew you. I mean, obviously, we knew you had you have your calls, watched you on TV, DVDs. Right. But I didn't know that you did. did is that something that you did? Well, uh, yeah, I did. Well, I started going to first show. We're kind of getting ahead, but that's fine. Yeah. I I started out uh, at a Gregory, South Dakota, had their first, a deer classic. And the chiropractor tried it. It only worked one year. I don't know, just, but Beverly bring their, their deer heads in and everything. And I was there, and I was just working on the video, and I had a sheet of paper like this. Didn't have it edited or nothing. And I was showing some of the footage on the TV. It just took the place over. People just couldn't believe it. From your coyote hunts. Yeah, and I was shooting them with a 300 Weatherby Magnum. Because oh, I, <laughs> I was going to go elk hunting for the first time rifle hunting. Yeah. If I could hit a coyote, I should be able to hit it. Yeah. An elk, Should yeah. hit an elk. And then, so I said, well, I'll charge $25. You want to pay now $25 for the video. So they'd write their name down and, I'll, and, and make it 30 because I'll need five bucks to send it to you. And that was just filling pages up, you know. And then I did a seminar there. And uh, that's kind of where it started. Then I did one at the fairgrounds in Valentine. Rapid City, uh, Watertown has a big, big gun show. And that's kind of where I started the uh, did, so were these seminars that you were going to and in, in, in doing those little presentations, were those already assembled things? Like, were they already like a gun show? Was it a yeah, gun show? Yeah, it was sh- regular gun shows. Yeah, regular gun shows, these were. The and, one then, in and like the one in Watertown, 
I went to that one. Only went for a Saturday. And they said, oh, they're always three. You know, your table's like 20 bucks or 15, you know. And But they heard I was going to have a TV. They didn't. They want a gun show. It's supposed to be quiet, you know. So they put me in the foyer where they come in, yeah. just clogging the whole thing up. <laughs> they had to keep, keep, keep people moving, you know. Yeah. And I sold tally hoes. I was doing the same thing there. Never had a video yet. All these shows I was going to, and they just add on. I'll send them to you. Well, we don't just, yeah, whenever. And I was advertising you can get, go shoot them with a rifle, shotgun, muzzleloader, pistol, bow and arrow. And I didn't even have bow and arrow done. You know, that's like the worst, the hardest to do. <laughs> I didn't have it done yet. People, yeah, put them bow and arrow. And they put it down, you know, <laughs> pressure was on. And and I remember I, I was there seven hours doing this, and I sold uh, tally hose from Tal Lockwood for five bucks. They cost me two fifty, and I'm come out of there with over five thousand dollars. <laughs> so, so I started doing. Then I worked. Well, how, <laughs> how long ago was that? Oh, that would have been. This was before. 90, before everything. That'd be ninety eight. Right before I come out with the video. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. had no idea. Oh yeah. Then I go. We can get. I just start going to Deer Classic, like the Iowa Deer Classic, the yep. Wisconsin. Forty thousand people coming through there. They're like oh, this geez. on Saturday. And they'd look over there, and they were just clogging the, the aisles up. Yeah. Was, I couldn't believe it. What do we need to do this? And the coyotes would be dropping right and left, fur flying, you know. And and, they, and so they'd toss out a hunter, just give me what I need. Well, you'll probably need this and that and whatever. And then they'd put it in their sack, and they'd go on down to Denver, uh, Columbia, Missouri, all the Iowa Deer Classic, Des Moines. Then it got so later. I was doing. They would actually. I was the manager. What is? Who is this guy? You know. And we need. Was this to just, all by yourself? Nobody yeah, else. Yeah. No. Yeah. The wife come a couple times, but she got tired of it. You know. <laughs> every show is the same old thing, and uh, she liked the, the the what do you call that popcorn? Uh, yeah. Coated one, whatever. Yeah, the caramel. Yeah, she'd go through quite. No, whatever. I can't think of it. No, Candy corn. That. No, what do they call that? Anyways, uh, cotton candy and jerky. She no. Okay, I'm I stopping. Yeah, you. Yeah. But anyway, so no, I was by myself, and it was just, I'd drive all the way home with a Mountain Dew and sunflower seeds. I could just go forever on that, and they'd drive all the way home. Denver. Yeah. So, so how many pre-orders did you have before you even made a video? Oh, I, I, mean, don't I don't know. Just pages. Just pages. Yeah, pages. So you were just writing it down on paper. Yeah, and I never had them. Would sold. they request what you, what they wanted to see on the video then? No, I, okay. I just told them. Well, okay. see this and that, and then, of course, my first one was just all these guys that we never had any sponsors. They were wearing Carhartt coveralls with a like Glenn's Inc. One time I was wearing some, and his crotch was out. And I zoomed in on it, walking out to get a coyote and <laughs> just stuff like yeah. that. You know, yeah. people just like just, it was raw. just yeah, real, just raw. yeah, just yeah. real, just real. And exactly. I'll say this right now, you know, I'm nothing that special. I mean, the calling wise and everything. I mean, I am not, you guys should probably take my calls and sound better than I do. I mean, I don't claim to be any call champion or anything. I just, I just took the camera hunting. That's what would I did. Would you film I yourself just, or would, did you have a camera guy? No, I always was just, I never had a camera Self film. Guy. Just yep. self film and I sell them calls because I'd turn around and you look up my nostrils and blow yeah. that hot dog yeah. or that whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. would yeah. sell the calls, you know, and, and so, uh, but I don't claim to be anything special. I just hit it at the right time. Um, you know, there was, I think Tom Miranda, yeah, yeah. uh, and then if you had the old predator trapper, Jerry Blair, uh, Crowsley publications, I think Jerry Blair, Johnny Stewart, may have been Gerald Stewart. Johnny. Uh, those, a few of them guys, they had a video and Tom Miranda, I think had one, but it wasn't much calling and shooting. There might've done a couple, three There's, I think they were afraid of antis and yeah. everything to yep. put a downer on the sport. Yeah. That didn't stop me though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, that's what, but, uh, yeah. so then that's, I just thought, well, wouldn't it be neat to just 
but I, you know, I didn't, didn't know I was going to actually do it. I just was out for fun, you know, with filming and stuff. So, but, uh, that's kind of, you know, what happened. And then, uh, that is, so that's how, I mean, that's, that's legit interesting. That's well, crazy. To well, me. the crazy the, thing, you know, when I finally got it, I put it all together and I still had enough for the video. Everything I said was in there. You know, when I was the one that kind of started the barking, I think probably yeah. Yeah. bark to stop the coyote and howl. Yeah. You know, I was doing that because yeah. I sit on a video call with my voice, which I was, you know, mainly I, I do the wolf howl when they don't stop the roof, roof. And I go, woo, just hold it out forever. Yeah. And finally, what in the world, you know? Yeah. And, and I do a whistle. Like if they just walk up, sometimes they just barely walk. You go to shoot. Whoop! They took a step and hit it in the back. And I always go, just enough to hold them there. You know, yeah, yep. just stuff like that was in there. And I, you know, when it, I did it. But the thing, I guess we're kind of getting ahead. What I was going to do. But anyways, uh, the re the the way I got noticed. Uh, how, how did you? How did start? Let's go, Kate. For the you. So is that? Would you say that's how you got started? How did you get calling? Yes, calling. How, how did you get? St- yeah. darted in. Okay, we'll come back to what got me actually in the limelight with the videos. Yes. Um, yeah. I was in the sixth grade, 1966, and uh, I at our church, I had six hundred uncles on the Anderson side. Where, where's your location? Butte, Nebraska. Okay. Right south of Bone Steel, South Dakota, yeah. just right across Fairfax, Gregory, you know, that area, yeah. Pickstown, Fort Randall Dam, yeah. just not too far. And uh, I had six uncles, and two of them hunted. And they were, uh, uh, they liked deer hunting and pheasant hunting, but they really liked reloading. I was getting interested. They, they go down their basements. I thought it was really cool. And they liked prairie dog hunting. They come up here prairie dog hunting. So after church, and the one, uh, one uncle was our pastor, Vance Anderson. And I, he, I'd uh, go sit by them guys every once in a while and hear some hunting stories. Him and Doc, they called him, or Cressel. And uh, they'd start telling stories. Well, Vance finally, he said, you know, you remember the, you probably remember Herder's, uh, was it the Herders magazine out of uh, Mitchell, South Dakota? Yeah, it was a magazine. And uh, they had stuff, you know, hunting stuff and all kinds of shells and whatever you could buy. But he'd seen where he could get a call to call in a coyote. It sounded like a rabbit. And they sent actually a little, it had been a 45 record. It wasn't tapes. It was back then, it was a record. And you had to put it on a record player. And that showed you how to... Uh, what to sound like. And I think, I can't remember if somebody just blowing a call if it was a real rabbit they were putting the pliers to or whatever. But <laughs> but anyways, they, uh, so he he listened to that. So he took it out. I knew right where he was. And he went out and sat on a hill by the Niagara uh, River where he deer hunt right before dark. And I'll, and I'll never forget. He goes, you know, I blew that call for about 45 seconds. And here comes seven coyotes. Two from this way, two from that way, and three from that way on the run right at me. And he says, I had to shoot my way out of there, and I never hit a one of them. You know, and I thought, that's about the coolest thing. So I wanted to try it. Well, you ain't got a gun big enough. You know? it, it, and you, it, that time you were about how old? I was sixth grade. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So 1966, whatever. So it was, I'm 60, I'll be 67 here pretty soon. And you look like you're 57. Well, <laughs> well you got to work out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you were downstairs. Yeah, <laughs> we pumped it up before I come up. You guys should have seen it before we started this yeah, podcast. Yeah, I should have seen Yeah. Okay, showered up, now I'm ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so I took that call, and I went. I knew a guy at the gas station, Herman Schrotland. He had a little back room. I always wondered what was back there. He goes, are you going to call coyotes? I said, well, 22, kill one. 
Now, nah, here, let me show you. So he took me in the back, and he gave me a 30-30 lever action. No scope, of course. So I took that out there, and here's my very first set. I, I, it's actually where I actually lived, you folks, on the, watch my videos. I made most of them down on the Kippahar River, west of Butte, a little ways. And it was actually my, where my friend lived, my, one of my best friends in high school, and they milked cows and everything. He didn't hunt. Can I go home with you? And, I'll, and the river was froze and everything. Can I go home with you and uh, try calling a coyote? I don't care. He said, well, that's stupid. Why would you want to do that? You know, <laughs> he's got to work. So I went <laughs> for dark, went out behind the trees. It was cold. It was just fresh snow. I stood in front of a tree, a hardwood tree on the edge. You know how the trees come off a, off a river. And I got up on top there. And the draws were sideways, you know, like coming in perpendicular. And uh, I blew it for, again, like 45 seconds or so. And I think it's an old call. An old or a... Uh, a scotch might have been back in them days, just a, a metal reed, the body. And I looked up, and I, like I said, snow is just fresh. And I seen a speck moving out there probably over a quarter of a mile. Then it disappeared. Then it'd be bigger. Then it disappeared. All them draws. And I never, ever blew it again. And I'm standing by the tree, and it comes up to big old coyote, big old male. And he comes up there, and he turns broadside about 10 yards and I had the gun on, boom, and I blew a hole on the other side about like that, and they were worth like 100 bucks back then probably. I don't know. Maybe not quite then. But, but anyways, he, I'll never forget it. He fell over, and he tensed all up and just blew the scours all over the snow, just pooped all over. Just, and then he relaxed. I'm standing there, and he tensed up again and just blew a whole bunch more on the snow. And that's what got me started. So <laughs> That was the start. That's an interesting start. <laughs> that's something you don't forget right there. <laughs> yeah. So then I, uh, so then I started Never going. Never happened again. Yeah. And then uh, I kind of got a few notes. I don't want to miss anybody. I can't probably get to everybody. But uh, You can if you want. We oh, got, we got the. Okay. But anyways, uh, Gary Hausman. He, he saw my videos, a lot of you know him, but he was my age, but he didn't join up, didn't come to Butte to school till the sixth grade. He was just across the border, six miles Fairfax is where he was going to school. But, but he actually lived in Nebraska, but he was going there. Well, he joined, he started coming to Butte. So we started going. And then, uh, so we'd set up. And then about that time, you know, that magazine, uh, Trapper Predator, there was a tally ho come out. So we thought it was open read, you know, and you could yep. vary your pitch. And yep. I had a musical yep. ear. Gary kind of did too. He played bass guitar and yep. stuff, had a little band. So we, you know, we kept messing around. And then, uh, so we kind of liked it. So we'd go back and forth between a metal read and, a, and an open read. Oh, for all kind of through high school and everything. Then we got, got into college. Um, I went to Wayne State Teachers College, and Gary went to be a veterinarian down in uh, Kansas. So we were kind of apart for a while, but... He told me, do you look at your Trapper Predator? There's a, a howler in there. Bill Austin makes a, an Austin howler, just a PVC pipe with a reed on it, and castration bands hold the reed on, you know. And, no, I said, yeah. And so he actually, I think he gave me one that he had. So I experimented around with it, and I went out on the roads at night just to try it. You know, the coyotes would answer, you know, and you know every time. And, and actually... Uh, I was doing it pretty dark, one pretty dark night, and I was mimicking them when they'd howl, I'd howl back. I heard the snow crackling. Here come two coyotes right through the fence in the county road ditch and stopped in the ditch and looked at me and then took off. So then here is what it reminded me of. When I was about that time, back when I was in the 6th, 7th grade, uh, my dad had heavy equipment. 
uh, earth moving equipment, you know, dozers, scrapers, build dams, you know, like he got around here and did a lot of agriculture work. But my job back then was, well, he would grease first thing in the morning. I'd pump the diesel fuel in the, the caterpillar and the dozer and whatever. Didn't have electric pumps then. But a lot of times you'd hear a coyote howl, you know. So I go, you know, I just howl back up, not thinking of it. Well, one time I hollered, the coyote comes running right up on the hill right by the machines looking, where'd that come, you know. So that, so when I got this howler in, in college, that reminded me of that. Well, I wonder if they'd come in now, you know. So then, the same time I was going to Wayne State and Gary was down in Kansas, I had to take a P class. Well, you could, about every two weeks you'd switch. You like, could take bowling, dance, you could take golf, softball, bat, you know. But they had archery. So I go, well, that'd be kind of something different. So I, I tried archery. Me and a buddy, and then found out in Nebraska you could actually shoot a deer with a bow. So I thought, well, I'd be kind of mean. I never really deer hunted because it's so stinking easy, you know, a deer compared to a coyote just walking around, shoot me yeah, now. Exactly. You know, whatever, exactly. You know. <laughs> so, so I, well, I might be a little challenging. Well, I got hooked on it. And I just, in Nebraska, you could shoot two bucks. And so I'd always usually shoot just anything, you know, and then I'd hold out for the big one that would never come. So I was. <laughs> But I wasn't calling as much. Well, Gary had other buddies and stuff. They were hitting all of our spot, all my spots and stuff before I would get to them. And so, like, finally I'd hold out in January, finally put the bow away. So I'd go out there, and the coyotes were talking back at me, just blowing a rabbit call, you know. And they were hanging up, sitting on the rear ends and leaving. And what in the world? Them guys, what are they doing? So then I thought, well, I wonder if I'd howl. So then I took that Oscan Howler out that I was blowing on the roads because there was other companies uh, that were making howls about the same time, but they made them like Burnham Brothers, I think, maybe uh, the uh, Johnny Stewart and some of them, Loman maybe. But they had these great big funnels. I don't know if you've seen them, yep, you know. Yep. Yeah. And, and so, but they made them to locate. Yeah. And, uh, but Bill Austin, you know, I talked to him a couple times, and he had passed away not too long after, you know, I, I kind of knew him. But uh, he'd actually name some howls, like challenge howl female, and stuff like that. So I kind of used some of that, got to learn that by listening to, how, to coyotes howl and everything. Um, <clears throat> so, I, so I basically, I, you could, I just did the three little howls that I started with, three or four, just long old like siren siren you know because that's how they locate yep. bill you know he turns the siren on austin mainly he called and with to get the dogs involved and he put the dogs out in the spring and chase them you know he did some real calling but a lot of it was challenge howls and just to get the cats so we knew where they were then he'd go put getters out or trap him and stuff too but he did you know he did calling too but mainly it was to, for that reason but so uh so i started doing that and that's just made a hundred percent difference. I would howl. That's all I would do. Through, and I'd set her a little bit. If they didn't answer, I'd go to the tallyho or the scotch, whatever one I had for, and I'd bury them back and forth. And pretty soon here'd come a coyote, you know, just like I thought, well, he's thinking being, there's a coyote there. He heard it howl. So now he thinks that coyote's got a rabbit. Yep. And then, so that's what I did for quite a few years. And, and then uh, what I would also do if they would, uh, you know, when I would howl, and you'd be in some territory, well, then they'd do some challenging or domain howls or whatever. I would just mimic them, you know, just they go, I go, because I have a pretty good ear, and I can just do it. And uh, I've done that a lot over the years. And so that's kind of where I got to actually learn. And now Bill had names for him, and if you listen, he does blow howlers, some of them a little different than I did and stuff. So I had my own twist on what Bill did. And so, and I even, when Bill passed away, something happened to his seminar tapes, 
and Paula Austin, his wife, had me redo them for him. But I tried to do them just like Bill did them, you know, so you can still get them. You wonder, how come that's Randy? Well, that's what happened. But so that's kind of, you know, what I did and uh, just kept learning. And then Gary, he come and we actually, in them days, we did way more challenge howls. You know, I mean, we, especially if they'd howl back, we'd challenge them right off the bat and we never even get to the rabbit, you know. Just, really? Yeah, they just, you know, and. You know, I'll just jump ahead, but most anybody anymore, they're in such a hurry. Yeah. They just do not, especially as cats get educated, they don't give them time. Yep. Even the guys I'm with when I'm filming and stuff, they start, <laughs> there's a couple. One guy starts yawning. <laughs> you know, and I go, well, he thinks I'm about ready to quit, you know, so I guess. And another guy, he actually starts taking the shells out of his gun. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> After that. how long? I mean, guys, you know, they're, I mean, it's funny. Yeah, they'd be, oh, I don't know. They're just thinking, well, yeah, let's go somewhere else. And shoot, if I'm there by myself, I'd be staying, you know. But How long would you stay? Oh, it just depends. Yeah. Yeah, it just, I've stayed an hour and a half if yeah. I know they're there. I was, yeah. I'd never be any coyote yeah. calling. Uh, I wasn't be any good in a coyote calling We were this. Yeah. I can't leave. I got to get yeah. them suckers. Yeah. We, we, yeah. I did a podcast with some fellas from Missouri about a week ago, and <clears> I kind of probably shouldn't have said some stuff. I, it, I didn't mean it in a bad way, <clears> but I told them, I'm like, contests wreck more damn coyotes than anything <laughs> which i'm not gonna bad mouth you know it's everybody to each his own but you get ranchers around here that are like hey you guys we need you to come in and maybe help out a little bit and we're like well have you let anybody hunt yeah. like well just these all these contest hunters all year and i'm like well you're kind of wasting our time doing that yeah. but then, there, then there's those that don't even believe a coyote can be educated yeah you just ain't good enough yeah, exactly in. you gotta do this yeah you're not good enough yeah that's a bunch of you know, just BS. Yeah. Because, because coyotes get so educated. We were just oh, talking about we, that the Yeah, other night, we were so. just going through that. We're yeah. like, um, what other species is there yeah. that is that smart? It's the wily coyote. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I've got, I just know places. Uh, I've got some relation. has a great big slough, about a dairy. There's always coyotes in there. And if you don't, and the neighbors got land on the other side and, if you don't get there, it used to be you got to be there early October, late September. But now they call, everybody's out thermal yeah. shooting them off. That, that, I won't disagree with that. <laughs> yeah. We talk about that all the time. Yeah. So that opened, that opened. Well, that's our own oh, damn fault there. You, yeah. what we should ask you too, like like this, the same thing. Uh, you know, you, do you know Perry Shaw? No. Perry, he's, he owns that gun shop. In oh, the yeah. South. Yeah, Valentine. Yeah. yeah, Perry. Yeah. He he was he, he was saying something about Fox Pro. He you know how Fox Pro single handedly wrecked Coyote Colin, which I mean, if you think about it, somebody like you completely understands the dynamics of calling a coyote in. Period. Yeah. You know what needs to be done when you go in. You get it done, and you probably are well. You're very successful at it. There's a whole generation. We give them a name, but we don't want to put that out there right now. They're skinny jeans. They, they, they want information that they don't want to earn. They want to get information without earning it. So they get an electronic call, and they just start going through. Right. Especially if they're hung up. If they're howling. They don't see them. Every sound on it. Every sound on it. Yeah. And, and they're, they just. Never shut it off. I mean, just let it run all the time. It's unbelievable. And then you got guys asking us how to. Anyway, the electronic <laughs> call, that changed, you know. How that changed that that made a lot of coyotes live longer, and see what I did. I'm kind of getting all mixed up on my notes. That's all right. But anyways, uh, when I got to going, uh, Fox Pro was their first caller come out. The first one that you could download on. Yeah. So I called them up and I got one just to prove the fact 
that I can blow a hand call on there, and you can call coyotes just as good as with a real animal. Yeah. Everybody, oh, it's got to be real. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I put a tally ho on there, Austin. I still use them. On yeah. the, um, you still, recorded it and put it on that call? Yeah, yep. just record yep. it on a camera. Or, or I actually went to a little college in North, Norfolk Tech, community college. Went in there and blew some calls. You know, it sounded a little better, but yep. mostly yeah. just on my camera mic. So I put them on, and, and I, it's on... Uh, Calling Coyotes too. That was a two D, uh, VHS deal, and uh, I sat on my shooting bench down there on the Kippaw River, and uh, so I, I would play the call, then I'd play it on the Fox Pro, exact same sound. Then I'd get old Glenn's Inc. We'd go out there and we call a coyote up with the exact same thing, come right up to it and shoot it. So that's the reason I I uh, bought a Fox Pro, really, an electronic, because I still, I mean, loved a hand call, but I would say, you know, they they are loud now. I mean, they're louder. And if a coyote can't hear it, they're not coming, sure. you know, especially when it's windy. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> so then what happened, people wanted, <laughs> they wanted to know, where can they get my sound? Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And so finally I called Fox Pro or they called me. I can't remember. And we worked out a deal. I was a dealer. They called me an honorary dealer, honorary pro staffers or something. What, what, what so, time frame would you say this? Well, thing? that would have been early mid oh, like 2005 six somewhere in there maybe. okay okay yeah. and, okay and uh and so uh well lock stock and barrel you know in yep. valentine yep. a lot of you got their stuff my stuff oh, yeah. i just was mm -hmm. going huge until they finally yeah, couldn't bummer. keep it going but uh so and uh what were i talking about the the the, <laughs> the, the, the your sound on the Fox Pro. Oh, yeah. So it. then, yeah, Fox, so Fox Pro, I can't remember it was the dad or Mike Dillon. They said, well, why don't you just be a dealer and, you, and we'll work out a deal. They can't get your sounds unless they buy We'll put your sounds on one, on one of your callers, and then they can't get your sounds if they buy that caller from you. So that worked great, and yeah. I, was, I sold a lot of them. Yeah, you know, so was that was that a, a custom Fox Pro I don't know. It was as just, far as the Randy Anderson. Yeah, well, I mean, no, it's just, they bought something. it for me. They had to, in order to get your sounds, they had to buy it from you. Yeah, Vox Pro so didn't have my sounds. You, you okay. were funneling, all the sales were being funneled to you, anybody that wanted your sounds. Actually, I think I gave my coyote distress sound to them, and then they gave me this free collar. Okay. <laughs> that's what it was. So, okay. <laughs> but, so anyway, that, you know, and that's kind of went on for quite a while. And, uh, yeah, it worked out great. And then, uh, then, course primo so i got that's another story we'll go backtrack on but but anyways say, that's that's kind of how how it got to going in with the electronic part and, and that's that's the, the, that's what we were talking about though to go back the, the the electronic calls the ease of just not having to you don't have to be an artist like how you can manipulate an open read call to get yeah. the the tone the pitch that you want who else can do that? I mean, you, and I'm, yeah, there's and not a whole lot of people out there that can do that. And period. Still, still, I don't care how fast your Fox bang or whatever you yeah. got, you can do it so much faster. Yeah. Yeah. Right you, here. Right. I carry, I carry right. a diaphragm on my cheek. Yep. Yeah. I'm I can play any call, whatever. And that stays right there. I'll move it over there. You, you know, or something. So you were know. your Primo's calls out before the Fox pro stuff came along? Mm, your hand calls? Yeah, I think they were actually. I think they had just come out. Yeah. What would so. you say that time frame is? Well, when you're when you're, that, first... I got so many stories. <laughs> how I got with Primos and all this. Well, go. Let's go yeah, into let's some of them. Yeah. But like the the like we're saying the electronic deal, and then how you said the pull the 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 thermal. That's it's crazy. Well, now guys are calling up. 
Oh, mad at you guys like they were mad at me for showing everybody how to call. Yep. But they it, didn't it, care. They found out. But it was, no, yeah. you don't tell nobody else. But you if know? you're pushing a yes. call, why wouldn't you tell them? Yeah. You know, and it's totally different. But now they're saying, they call me, there's too many guys sermon hunting now. We can't get It is. We it say is. the same thing, and we, it's it, our own fault. It, it is. Yeah. Like, because, and, but the, th- the, the, the door is open. And, yeah. and, and guys, I always say it, guys that are educating coyotes at night, I think it's 10 Fold worse educating a coyote at night as opposed to during the day yeah, because oh, at yeah. night times they're it's tired. always been that way yeah because even way back i would get golf guys you know of course in the east there's so many people house here house there yeah. dogs barking guys running chainsaws haul wife hollering diver supper you know <laughs> yes. every coyote here's all that then you got the bow hunters out there chinning up the trees and walking in and out you know and coyotes get you know they ain't gonna howl much there's just too much going on. Well, cuss never howl back. Well, I mean, you can still howl them in. They don't have to yeah, howl back. But, yeah. but yeah. you know, and that that always, you know, makes it tough that way too, you know, just. It, it's, it's the, the game's changing. It's, it's the game yeah. is just, it's completely, I, I don't, I, I'm not going to say that it's necessarily going in a, in a good way. I just tell you what, I know the answer. Just got to get better at it. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta get yeah. better. If if you that's the that's what it, it the, they're they're making the game. If you have the money to spend, they're making the game easier for you to be successful, and that's not good. I mean, if if you if you want to spend six grand and get a thermal, you're probably going to kill more coyotes than if you don't have a thermal because you can go out at night. But it doesn't mean that it, it, it's it does it's not making the sport any better. You're getting more people uh, it's into it. It's not making it. that person any better. It's exactly. It's definitely not making that person yeah. any better. Because I was getting to like them guys from out east. They'd say, "Well, we can call them in at night. That's back when you use the blue light, yep. the yellow, you know." But yep. how many are they educating? Yeah, we can't call in the, the day. This is how we're, you know. And it was yeah. the same thing yeah. even way back then. Yeah. I did some calling that night. We tried the lights. Yeah. Same thing. Well, geez, we're screwing it up. Let's just sit out here with a shotgun in a full moon, mm-hmm. yeah. listen for their feet coming through the snow yeah. and turn and shoot. We get double, triple, quadruples yeah. with shot yep. set back to back with shotgun. No wind. Yep. Didn't want them to get our scent. And, you know, that was kind of fun. But sure. Yeah, that's yeah. the same thing. That's the same thing that we get into too. We're like, but nobody hey, does anything like that anymore. No, we don't either. We no. that's that's that used to be our primary deal. We'd go out at night under it's a full moon. That'd ground. be the, we'd wait for that. We we would we would thrive. We would wait for a full moon with with snow cover and that would be our go-to and now it's just you don't have to wait it's just you just you can just go but there's like you said we have spots where we'd go in at night and we shouldn't have went in because we could have got some awesome day footage but now we can't because i just still think you know i know and i'm older i can't see as good i don't know thermal i've never really done it i I know a friend of mine odell McHugh from here on South Dakota, Way yes, I said your name, Dell. Yeah. He's got the best bow shop in here in South Dakota. Oh, does he have an archery <laughs> shop up there? Yeah, yeah, he's got it all. He got the helmet and the whole work. Oh, oh yeah. I got you. Yeah, yeah, he's a James Junior. <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to come out and go with us <laughs> yeah. this year. This yeah. year, oh, come, he love it. Yeah, you, you'll have to come out and go with us. Oh, this me, year. yeah, okay. yeah, come yeah. out and go thermaling with but, us. It's, uh, it's, yeah, I mean, I just it's so neat seeing him coming at daytime. Mm. I mean, I yeah. just nothing sure. like nothing it. like it. No. Not yeah. even then hand call too. do them with a hand call. You're you're there's yeah. more satisfaction there than any there's yeah. you get the sense of satisfaction. It's just so much more rewarding doing yeah. being able to hand call a coyote in during the day. It's 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 the hallmark of the sport. Yeah. And it's I'd the say, yeah, go ahead. I'd no. say this, you know, I've kind of been semi retired the last couple of years because Primos have been trying to come out with a new line of callers and we've had some problems with a developer. 
And then COVID. And, and then COVID. And then we were ready to bring them out this fall. And uh, then the parts, some of the components we're using were let's, different different than everybody else's. And then it put them off. But let's before but, you uh, get into that, let's talk about uh Let's talk about you, 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 let's talk about your, the beginnings of how you got into, video. so we, yeah. with, with video or, or Primos, Primos even, yeah, let's cause did you, well, we'll did you kind of touch, did you kind of go over how you got into video or not? Yeah, a little yeah. bit, but yeah. not really. Go got, for it. I got go. the video made and I had all the names on here. And yeah, all works, do it. You know? Keep yeah. on with that. That so, was good. So I finally, them guy, Dakota, Kurt Friesen at Dakota Video and Post in Sioux Falls. And uh, we we did it, and they got a cut. I think they got two bucks for every video, and and these were on uh, VHS. VHS, or yeah, oh, high eight camera, yeah. Okay, I went quite a ways for ever switched to DVDs. It was a ways, you know. I okay, a few out, half of them. I did twenty four total videos. Wow, yeah. on VHS all together. Total. Okay, they started okay. out. Then I got them switched over. Okay, but anyways, we got it out there, and uh, so first thing I did. Is actually I got them, and it was a day before Christmas. And my wife and I, we always go to Shields and in, in, in Sioux Falls, always the day before Christmas. Place was full, you know, and, and uh, we shop other places at the mall and stuff, but we'd always stop there. And so I had that video in my pocket. Well, actually, no, this was earlier. This was like 95 or something. And, uh, and I had a few hunts. And I didn't even have a camera. Buzz Cook would be my, you remember, he was, Shot the old muzzleloader folks back in the day, you know, and he's, he's, he's my wife's uncle, but he was running a high eight camera and we just, let's just, we were watching Primos a lot on TL. We liked their bow hunting, just kind of real back in the late eighties and yep. stuff. First ones we watched, you know, and uh, so that'd be fun. So I went out for a day or two and we'd film, did three or four cuts and I was shooting with that 300 with me. And so I had that just of like six, eight hunts. So I was in Shields and about 95 probably. And the place is packed. You know, they, where the guns are, they have a great big screen. The Shield yep. stores are yep. about the first ones to ever have end caps where you would have a, a TV for turkey calls, a TV yep. for waterfowl, yep. deer, yep. elk, all that. But they were showing big deer hunts, you know, on Christmas on the main screen. And so I'm standing there, and the player was reachable. So when nobody's looking, I ejected their deer tape, and I stuck in my coyote tape, and I wouldn't even be sitting here if I wouldn't have done that. And that crowd just gathered, and what in the world? And the guy in the white hat, the manager, finally, come on, folks, just move it along. Then he got to looking at it. Well, where'd that come from? The, the, the help are actually watching it, you know, and back and forth, the customer, and wanted to see the next. Oh, geez, everybody, holy crap. You know, then <laughs> so then they, oh, I put that. That's you? That's you? Or do you sell that? No. Not, so, not yet. Not, so, yet. Yeah, not yet. So then. So then the next year would come, I'd bring a little, I'd go out another day or two with Buzz Cook using his old high eight camera. And it happened like four years in a row. And they kept saying, man, look at all these people, you ought to sell it. So then that's when I went to Kurt Friesen. And so we, that's how it actually got me going. Then I wasn't gonna, my wife talked me into it. Just try it. She, well, it costs quite a bit of money to get this all rolling. Ah, just go for it. So, you know, she helped to get me going. And so that's kind of, so then, uh, then I was going to these shows, you know, to started going to shows and then I had trouble. I actually had trouble getting into the shield stores at rapid city. The guy that was ahead of the calls, I think was there maybe at that time later. I found out there was some guys that did do a little howling and they were making their own video. And I think they wanted to maybe get it out before I did same way at Cabela's. I could not get it in Cabela's it took like three years or so. I take, I always go out elk hunting, you know, everybody did. If you're in 
Wisconsin, North Carolina, wherever, you're going to Rocky Mountains, you go by Sydney, Nebraska. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't care how far away it was. Just yeah. coolest place, oh, yeah. Cabela's. You know? Yeah, and, that's the that's the place. That's the Cabela's right there. Yeah, and then uh, there was a little one in Kearney and a little one in North Dakota, but the main store was Sydney. Yep. And so yep. I drop it off there. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll look at it. And they'd, at the counter, and they'd, nobody ever called back, nothing. So come to find out, it was the – the highest guy up in Cabela's that wasn't a Cabela, his son started hunting coyotes, and he's seen it laying in the back. And at, at that time, the they sold videos through the gift department. Brian Stave was ahead of that, and uh, he uh, finally his kid took it, showed his dad, man, this is look at this, pretty good. So he gave it to him, and it got in Cabela's finally. Hmm. And boy, I tell you what, the first few fax orders about fell over. My wife got to the point where she she hear that fax when she'd be running for the office. She <laughs> went in the world. And so so that's kind of how it started there. Then eventually Shields. I tell you, you know, and going to these shows, like if you're wanting to start out, you know, in some kind of any kind of outdoor, you know, you want to go to shows because even though you have your booth and all that, but it seemed like you always meet one person that can really make a difference. And I met the guy from Stony Wolf Productions. I remember that. I remember that, yeah. that, 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 that production company. Yeah. Out of Minneapolis, Chaska, Minnesota. And I'm telling you, they sold, they got us, they got me in shields. They got me in, I don't know if they got me in Bass Pro maybe too. I couldn't get in Bass Pro or it took quite a bit longer to get in Bass Pro. But uh, then he, they were putting it, sent them to farm stores, all these different farm stores and bow shops and everything. So I even sold them, I finally, I don't have, I have two videos of each video left, and that's it. I sold everything. I just quit making them. Two DVDs of each I saved for myself, but I sold the whole, all, all the rest of them about a year and a half, two years ago, and Stony Wolf actually took them still. <laughs> so, so when abouts you, did your videos hit stores then? Uh, when was that? Yeah, when, when abouts did your videos hit stores oh, year-wise? Yeah, it had been uh, probably in the early, like 2002, well, two probably 2003 the first primos video come out well that's another story i'll i'll go on to that you want to know about that um well okay i might i got what? these names on here rick Paulette. you ever heard of rick yeah Paulette? oh yeah i sold yeah. him a suppressor a couple of years he's a he's a <laughs> yeah. good the verminator yeah 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 oh, yeah oh, uh, now he's doing sounds for lucky yeah tweety and long range <laughs> tweety psycho tweety yeah yeah, you're kind of calling redneck, old Rick. He was great. <laughs> but we did seven videos together. Rick I didn't I. know that. Yeah. No, I didn't know And see, after my first one. So did he film? Or you filmed? And how, what, was, no, the, what yeah. was the relationship? Okay, well, I got, like I said, all of a sudden you get out there and stuff happens. Yep. So after my first video, I got a letter from Rick in a package, and there he'd recorded about 30 bobcats he called in, like at three feet and shot him in the head and stuff, you know. <laughs> Some. They were just thick at that time, and 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 and, and some coyotes too, but oh, Ricky, something else. And and uh, so he said, "How about we get together and do some videos?" You know, and, and I said, "Yeah, I don't care." So, where so was, we did. Where was he at then? Where was he? He's Clay Center, Kansas. Okay. He's still there. Okay. Him and his dad, Bob. They've uh, got an auto parts store there. Rick's probably rich enough now. He probably let Dad run it. I don't know. Rick's making money. Lucky Duck. You yeah, know, is he? Is yeah. he? Is pretty good huh? yeah yeah well he's got them sound you know rick yeah. i heard you know he's got uh, coyotes a lot in of his backyard yeah and then he you know he film or records the sounds tussling around and then heat and all that so that I mean, great for him i mean that's that's good we can't do that in nebraska probably can't do it here either. probably not can't yeah sorry rick if i got you in trouble <laughs> no 
<laughs> but, but anyway, so yeah, I don't care. So then we made, and it was so we had a double coyote, calling all coyotes too was uh, two two uh, VHS tapes, and so what we did, I did some of mine. And then Rick did some of his with his buddies. Then I went down there and we filmed some. Then he come up here and we filmed some. So we put it all together. And we did seven, seven Verminator videos. But uh, so, so then what I did, I, well, actually another thing I thought of, well, my first video kind of got to rolling a little bit. wasn't in a lot of the big stores yet. But uh, Outdoor Channel was just kind of getting kind of good. I called them up. How much for a 30-second ad? It, I think it was three or four hundred bucks is all it was. Oh, jeez, that's yeah. I mean, nothing. that's all it was. That is nothing. Yeah, and so and Kurt Friesen with Dakota Video Post, they're big into uh, the auto commercials. Like, dude, John Elway, yeah, his yep. dealerships. Yeah, that's what they did all over the country. They just had a niche for that. So, so he knew how to do commercials. So we took the verm, the first verm. I don't know if you ever seen that. You got to watch it. I ride a horse. There's a butte by where I lived. And I get up on it, and I get the coyotes howling. Then I play a whole bugle, a Cabela's bugle that was in, you know, like if you go into Cabela's, they got replicas of uh, swords and all this. And I just think of more stories. Is that okay? I don't. That's fine. No. Tom Osborne, the football coach in Nebraska, was the grand opening of the Mitchell Cabela's. So they had me there and different, I think Dan Thompson, different ones were there. And, uh, oh, uh, like Loman calls, uh, Night and hail, you know, all yeah. that. Everybody had uh, Johnny Stewart. Everybody had tables there, along with everything else. Goose hunt, everything was just huge. And the lines were all the way out the door, clear out, see Tom Osborne and have him sign something. Nebraska football coach. So I was there, and there was a little break, and I was messing around. It was about probably 6.30. I think they closed at 8. And I come over, and I seen uh, it was a little break, so I seen this Calvary stuff, and I seen this bugle. And of course, I was a band director. I can play trumpet pretty good. So I go on her. <laughs> man i really got to go oh, pretty good so then all of a sudden the the crowd started leaving and the announcement come on cabela's uh folks no it's not we're not closed we're open here for another so the guys they hunted me down oh that's anderson playing that bugle you know so then so i used that at my intro with the verminator video and i cut a coyote tail off of it and i hung it off the bell so I'm on the beats. You got the kite sound. <laughs> so then we went into uh, oh. some jamming music. Had a really good guitar player in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Really good, and he had an editing place. <laughs> Just head banging, you know, like, and uh, showed all, showed us walking out in fast motion with our camera, <laughs> setting up. <laughs> and then saw Bobcats, Kyle's coming. Then seen him drop. Boom, 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 boom. And what I did, I made a commercial for the Outdoor Channel with this. Highlights of all I gotta this. I got to see that. I, I haven't and, seen that. And, then, and, and so at the very end, Rick, what's your old buddy's name? Jay. I can't believe his last name. His neighbor. Jay was shooting a 270. And a farmer, you know. Had this big old bobcat just sitting there begging for it. About 50 yards. I zoomed in on a music building. Boom. And a tuft of fur about this big, like a big leaf, shot up in the air. The bobcat went. Over like that, and here come that fur just floating down as the music died out, and it just that was it. And that was the last, that was the end of my commercial on the Verminators. Oh man. Holy <laughs> cow, we're just selling seminars, people calling up, you know. So but that's, then it oh yeah, and that's kind of then I we were I'd run some commercial. Well, Primo's seen it. Well, actually, 
Rick and I then, we got to be pretty good buddies. Rick, he's always trying to make some money at, you know, some niche that he can do. He tried a frog hunting video, you know, just, just any kind of video he can do. And one other thing, you he, he got on this kick, you know, just something different. Well, he put a, a rabbit on a monster truck remote. A kite would come and he'd start running. Like, no way. The kite would look at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's on that video. So we, we got, I don't know if you know Bruce. Is it Call Bruce from Dakota Archery at, at Gangton. There's Dakota Archery. If you guys don't know, but I'm sure a lot of people know him. But he was actually the head of the whole show in Las Vegas, the ATA, is that what you call it? The big bow hunting show. It was in. I don't know the bow But, but the bow hunters come and bow, well, it was bow shooting. Olympic people, they come from okay. China, Germany, okay. everywhere. Okay. Huge. It was Las Vegas, a big show. And they had a show, a program, a banquet. I think it was a Riviera Casino. And, like, the top floor, it's like 4,000 people. And they had the big, like, a Academy Award type thing, the round tables for the big shots in front and stuff, and people and. And uh, he wanted me to do a 10-minute seminar on how to shoot a kite with a bow. I said, really? What about these archery? Like, ah, just, you know. <laughs> so I cut him. Well, I don't know. They might be a little graphic. So Rick was, Rick was scared to even, boy, you think you should do this? I don't know. He only lived once, you know. <laughs> so here, and they go out there, right? We're old Wayne Newton or Ted Newton, you know, or they have yeah. the X, you know. Yeah. I go out and stand there, people look at it, and, and Sims Laboratory was putting it on, the, the CEO of Sims, you know. The, Sims, I've heard of that's, that. The <laughs> weights on your bow, ball, major league bats, everything, the weight, golf clubs, everything, weights, they did it, the rubber weights and everything. I mean, they were big. He comes out and introduced me. I go out there. And <clears throat> so I sing my song first that we'll probably play at the end, maybe. Yeah. I do my song. It was out there. Come with the kite, you know. And uh, so I finish it. Well, folks, here's I've got to call. Call a coyote this way. You can do this, whatever. You know, whatever. And so, well, let me show you a little bit. Bow, they're tough, though, you know. Trying to make a, uh, a video with a bow, they always go downwind and last a little bit, and usually they smell. you got to really set up just perfect and have perfect conditions. How many turkeys would you get? If a turkey would smell you, and you know, yeah. you'd run off. I mean, yeah. it's just tough. So, but it was it was Rick shooting a bow, and this coyote. It was hot, like just January down. I don't know, I think it was in eastern Colorado, maybe with the TR. We used to go out there, but anyways. And I still I came in if I was there, and I might not have been. But Rick, he, there was this coyote just walking in, a few yucca plants in this little bit, bottom, of this little draw, and Rick was using them big old aluminum arrows with yeah. a muzzy broadhead. Yeah. Probably 15 yards of yucca plant right there, and the kayak come right there, thunk, right, right, right above the right eye, and the arrow went thunk, and he goes, and he's pawing all over the place, and he's bumping into that blood's coming down in his eyes, bouncing off that yucca plant, like, you know. <laughs> Is this video playing? Yes, yes. The whole people, oh, they're watching it. I would say two to. Th Two to three hundred people got up and walked out. They no walked way. out. No way. And then Sims, when I'm done, you know, I was about it. I showed one more hunt. It wasn't quite that bad. And I told Bruce, I said, you know, that's kind of gravity. Boy, you're right. That was kind of gravity. But it, so Sims comes up there. Well, folks, kind of sorry for that. You know, maybe a little gravity. Well, going on now, you know. And well, Primos had a table right down front. And right after that, when the people walked up, one of the Primos guys, I don't remember who it was, he goes, Can you rewind that? <laughs> so so i knew right then i'd fit in with primos pretty good so okay so then going back to, to the primos how i got with him 
Um, was right there. <laughs> no, well, that was part of it. But, but see, Will. Will <laughs> That's so good. Will, That's, he's the guy. You can't make that stuff up. Will's the guy, you know. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember Western Rivers Callers yep. in Cabela's. Yep, I do. And Brian, uh, Brian Robertson, he was ahead of that. Well, through all this, he was seeing these, man, what's this guy doing? He's getting all this attention. So he called me up with Western. He wanted me to kind of, he took me to the SHOT Show in Las Vegas. Year about? Or no, in, in uh, New Orleans. It was in New Orleans. What year was that about? Uh, early 2000, like two, four, five. Okay. I don't okay. know. Oh, it had been, no, it was probably earlier because I got with Primo. I think my first video was 2003 with him. So 2002 or something. Okay. And uh, after, <laughs> I would say I filmed Rick riding a bull and gillies in Las Vegas. And he got bucked off and his head was crooked the whole rest of the trip, right? I'd put ice her up going home on the plane, but. That's on the video, Verminator video. Yeah, I've got to watch that. Yeah. So anyways, um, so I went down there, and I was in uh, Western Rivers booth, you know, and they wanted to make me some hand calls, and, and they, they already made them. I had, you know, I was saying them. They're little, kind of little chintzy little thin little things, you know. And at this time, you weren't, you had no agreements with anybody. No, you were Mar- just- I think it was Mark Drury called me up because they had mad calls, and I, I he called, tried a time or two, and I, I didn't answer him. But uh, but anyway, I was down there yet, and uh, Will Primos, they, Primos had a booth, a few booths down on the other side of the aisle. Boy, I'd like to go over there and give him this thing, even though I, I'm with Robinson Outfit, Western River. So I finally, it was a little break, I went down there, and Will was kind of standing there, and I said, hey, Will, I'm Randy Anderson. Sorry to bother you. Oh, it's okay, you know. I got this video, you know, and I know you guys have, they had their own protocols. They'd even had a video up by then. And, um, and I said, you know, I make some videos. They're not too bad. And if you ever need a little help, you know, doing some calls, I kind of like to have my own calls someday. You'd be, I don't want to get into it, do it all myself. You guys know what you're doing. And so, and, uh, you know, I kind of turned around. He just kind of just chucked it over on, the, on yeah. the table, you know, that, well, he'll probably never watch it, you know, and well, he, I don't think he did, but anyways, so, um, I was talking about Cabela's. They were, you know, when I, when I finally got in Cabela's, they ran that video 12 months out of the year for several years. You'd go in Cabela's. I could be on vacation going by. I'd go by Sydney. I'd open the door, and I could hear me howling. Clear off in the corner. They'd had that TV that loud. Everybody was buying stuff. What camouflage, what gun? He shoots a two forty three. They go buy one. Yep. You know, this, that, and just got a tally-ho. He's playing the, yeah, I'll, get, I'll go buy one of them. You know, that, that's just... So they were selling a lot of stuff. My gloves I was wearing, you know, I yeah. just bought some at Cabela's. And, yeah. Yeah, them are our gloves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. yeah. And so it was playing all the time. Well, Primos had an end cap then. They put one in for elk hunting, especially right right before elk season, like September, like August, September. And they had all their calls there, and they had their elk hunting videos. And my video kept showing up in their TV. The Cabela's guys were putting my – because they were selling just so many – stuff because of that video so bruce hadala with hadala and associates they were out of minnesota and he, he they had about i don't know 20 some guys that were reps for primos because primos couldn't cover everything they were so big so they hired these reps and companies and one of the reps come up and they were complained he said how come that uh video every time i stop by here it's in our tv <laughs> so then so then they realized they told us well, just selling stuff like crazy so they found and wondered who i was so it was bruce udala told will primos you got to get this guy down there down to your headquarters and look he's quite the guy or whatever he's just a redneck kind of you know, whatever common guy you know and so i go down there and they 
I even stayed at Will's house a couple, three nights. He took me to the best restaurants and everything. And, uh, but we were at the table, and we put that Verminator video in. Of course, Primos is kind of that way. You know, they, they like stuff like that. The old Rick's truck with a rabbit on it, you know, and all that stuff. And, and uh, the Bobcat blowing up at the end, that's all on the, the intro to it, pretty long intro. And at the end, Rick and I always go, Rick went, this kind of spur of the moment. At the end, Rick thing in his videos always, talk to you later and go like that so then we we're standing there at the end you know and of our of the very and then goes to us yeah i'm rick paulette i'm randy anderson rick goes talk to you later and i went like that you know just stuff yeah. like that yeah. which is stupid but they, but they like that so we played that whole thing for primos and the internet they just sat there and they looked they shook their head and and uh well i guess you're one of us or whatever you know and then so then he started talking uh how much, you know, we'd, we'd pay you so much a video and we'd pay you all your mileage, all your motels, your hunting license, everything, anything to do. When you leave Butte, Nebraska and you go get on a plane in Omaha, we'll pay the rate, like what a post worker would get, 50, 60 cents a mile. Yep. Come and go on every meal, the whole works. And give me the cameras, all that stuff. And uh, then when it come down to the calls, you know, I kind of had an idea. Will wanted me to get an idea which call. You know, and I had the four. I had the hot dog, little dog, Kai and the double whammy. And uh, so I kind of explained that to him. And then Will said, well, we'll give you this much percent, which was like three, four times more than what normally. Because yeah. uh, I knew like Night and Hail at them, some of them showed, what do you guys get for, they were, yeah, we get that. Well, it was quite a bit more. And Jimmy Primos, he's Will's cousin. He was a drill sergeant in the Marines, you know. Yeah, everybody kind of knows Jimmy. He can get a little grumpy, you know. What? You know, what? That's really crazy. You know, and it's kind of funny. But, Will, he stuck to it. And uh, so then so then that's kind of where I started with Primos. And we did the calls. And they did, they did a couple years big advertisements, you know. And it was just huge. I couldn't believe it. You know, and I was only getting, well, let's say, I'll just say the hot dog call sold for $25. And the stores get most of that stuff for 50%. So I wouldn't get my royalty was half of that. Yep. It just, it, it was less than a dollar. And my wife was mad. What in the world? You're getting screwed and all this. And then you get your first check and they sold 3,000 of them or what, you know, that call and 2,000 of this one. And, you know, it's, you know, and I didn't have to do nothing. Yep. I ain't out stocking shelves yep. and all that. But yeah, Primos really treated me good. I mean, they still do. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just just hard to believe i never thought well even video wise i never thought i'd make that one video you know and that'd be it well then rick paulette then pretty soon is primos then it's stony wool yeah and he just you just keep out there and you know i just can't believe i did that many videos and then and then you know every, i quit because everybody else did you know he couldn't sell a a video anymore turkey hunting monster bulls with uh, real tree everybody quit because we can watch them you know, on yeah, youtube yeah. And stuff. it went but, to digital it just yeah. went it changed everything. right but uh but yeah i mean it and then i, I always kind of wondered what would ever happen if primos would put it up as high as their their turkey and their deer because pre yeah. predator was the yeah. least thing yep. yeah so the, it's how it, still it is. was just still yeah. just the least thing still is. they're worried about which i don't blame them they just make bazillions on that other stuff but if I, you know, and they, cause they did talk about, I did actually that Kurt Friesen talked about a TV show too. You know, and I kind of turned him down. I don't know. That's going to take the fun out of it and everything and pressure. I don't know. And then Primos talked about it too. And then he kind of decided, you know, but, but you did, but, but I just do, I just you, do two shows a year. D 
are you still doing? Is, yeah, are you yeah, you're still? Yeah, I was obligated. just on in January. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we do two TV shows a year, just me, you know, thirty minutes. And Gosh, that's re- not enough though. They they rewind. They'll rerun them a Replay couple it. times in the summer. But yeah. They, there there's so many guys out there that I can tell you that are, and I'm in, I'm one of them. There's just there's nothing else. There's nothing on TV anymore. I mean, I've got a buddy down in Texas that has a show on TV. It was all your stuff or Les's stuff that a guy would, your stuff early. I mean, we that's what we would look forward to watching. And now it's yeah. just, I mean. Yeah, I quit, you know, and I was getting, I kind of re, semi-retired a little bit because these new callers weren't coming out. We, we've, they were supposed to come out almost three years ago. So we, are you, are, are you, uh, you're, you're still obligated to put up two episodes a year with Primos. Yeah. That's an agreement with them. You're still obtaining royalties for the yeah, calls. calls yeah they still that's nothing change. and our, our contract is just as long as they're selling my stuff i get paid mm-hmm. and, and so there's no end no there's no big. due date or nothing on well it. when primos when uh, see uh bushnell bought primos and about then i can't remember before after that uh vista outdoors is huge yep they make rockets yep. for nasa and all this stuff and one of the guys in there i think had a little niche for hunting so he he got, he bought, so they bought Bushnell for like $2 billion. Then Bushnell bought Primos and some different companies and stuff. And uh, so I actually get my checks from Bushnell now instead of really? Primos. But so. But there's no, I mean, there's no, there's no date of expiration. There, your, well, I was saying three years ago when we started this project, the Bush, Bushnell, Bushnell wanted a contract. So it's up in May. Three years, and then, but I already talked to Primos. They said, "Yeah, we're going to re- we'll renew it. Yeah, yeah it's going to be." And I think they're going to push a little harder now. Primos, they said they had their best year for a long time last year. They're really yeah. rolling. So now maybe they're going to spend a little more time, hopefully. And but I, you know, I was filming my own. You know, I quit them videos. Truth Twelve was the last one, and Twelve so, was the last video. Yeah, Truth Twelve, the Primos video. Then I made yeah. three by my own. Colin Kyle's one, two, and three. And I did two instructionals, Mastering the Art for Primos, and Rick and I did seven. So I did a total of 24 videos. And they all had, like, I mean, it wasn't easy. They all had, uh, you know, 70, 80 kills, you know. That's crazy. I mean, that was tough. do the math on that. And then that's when the coyotes had to me so bad. And we'd put there, my wife's uncle's, he put a Charlet Bull out there that one winter. It was two weeks before we seen a coyote track in the snow. Yeah. I mean, now just no coyotes. That's why I had to travel around, you know, quite a bit. Yeah, so, but that's, you know, it's it's worked out pretty good. And, like, I just, and I would say maybe for you people that are wanting to start, do something like what you guys and us are doing, just be real. You know, don't yep. dream up stuff. Yep. You know, Rick has some funny stuff. But, I mean, some, I think, don't, some, they're kind of dreaming up something to how we can be popular. Just let it happen. Yep. Pray about it, whatever. Let's be, let it happen. Yeah. And don't don't try to be the top, the top guy in the whole country you know don't nobody can call a coyote in but but me you know just shoot everybody makes mistakes and i can't call coyotes been with plenty of guys and probably you're watching it been with me i can't there are days i can't call jack in either you know and just be be real be truthful and and just let it happen that's that's what i did you know and i i just kind of let it happen and it worked out and and so that's in that's that's really good info that's awesome because you see there's the what happens now is, and that's what sets somebody like you apart from you, you're distinguished. People know who you are. They look at what you've done. And then you, there's so many guys out there that 
really try to simulate somebody else. You know, they're, they're, yeah. they're they, they, they see maybe this guy's successful, so they try to do exactly what he's doing. Yeah, and, and they, it, they want Major League Baseball players or NASA car drivers and this and that. Shoot, just take Glenn Zink and your neighbor, and Rick yep. took Jay as well, he's 270. People just like, and if you miss, I mean, I got more people liking the misses almost yeah. than more. Than yeah. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. get the biggest, put it on there. Yeah, don't. Yeah, like some guys probably. I don't want everybody to know I can miss a guy. You know? <laughs> yeah, do do uh, yeah. have you, have you been hit up from pretty high end, like I would call uh, high roller guys, like professional athletes or yeah, more, Ted Nugent. I mean, he used to send me cards and stuff, and want, never went yeah. hunting with him though. No, we, we well, what happened? He was friends with uh, Dakota Archery, that Bruce, yeah, Archery. Yep. Every year he go there and he just uh, yeah, hunt. I was gonna say he'd, he'd go out there, wouldn't he, and put a deal on for them. Yeah, well, what happened to radio stations, them college radio stations wanted to get on him, get him on there and get all fired up about gun control. Well, then he couldn't turn that down. Yeah. And then he hunt the Missouri River's right in the back door of Dakota yep. Archery, and they had a stand right there for him. So he'd shot, then he'd shoot there and stuff. But, oh, yeah, he'd send, he was in Africa one time. He sent me a postcard, and he goes, he called me the verm, the verminator master or something like that. And then he, and he goes, called me blood, blood, a blood brother and all this stuff. And then he'd... Because I was advertising in his magazine too, which probably helped. Okay. My bit, okay. Know, yeah. But, but yeah, he would. Let's. I'll bring a bag full of twenty-two two fifty ammo, and we'll go shoot him up and stuff like this. But he there, you know. But I did have. Uh, there was a chance for me being on Jay Leno back when I was in uh, the Kansas City doing a show, great big show, and uh, the guy walked in. They had a huge, uh, huge like theater on big tall curtains and a and big curtain deal. I don't know. There's like 800,000 people come in for a seminar. Well, I started going there, and that one guy, he said he was a, a talent scout for Jay Leno. Afterwards, he says, man, you're something else. I was here. I thought, well, I wonder what this is. Hardly anybody in there, and you start singing that song just like Billy Graham. Here come everybody right down in the middle of the aisle, and they just fill the whole thing up, and by the time you're done with the song, their place was full. <laughs> so, so, but he, because uh, Jay always had the champion turkey collar yeah. on there. yeah. But then, so, so then we got to talking about it and then, you know, man, you could get Jay, he'd probably good teach him how to blow a coyote call. That'd be kind of funny in that. But then, yeah, but I said, you know, when the coyote comes in, you know, we kill him. Oh, oh yeah. And you don't eat a coyote like a turkey, you know? And I, so that kind of <laughs> just went. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'd, at, the, at the shot show, I get, they didn't want to see your bow hunting video. Huh? Yeah. At the shot show, you know, I get, uh, Oh, some of them from backaways, you know, some of them, oh, that one country western singers to be there and they'd have their boy with them and I'd talk to them, you know, about that. There'd be I can't think Aaron somebody and uh different ones. But I should I'll tell Ted Nugent's story though. Is that okay? Yeah. Just a quick one. Oh yeah. That the the Primos booth was pretty big, laid out. They had uh, rooms in the back, you know, to for Cabela's and meeting rooms and stuff and and I was there just to promote my little sector of the predator calls and dealer. You know, it's a dealer show, shot go, a shop, uh, the shot show is. You just can't go in there like anybody. Yep, you right. got to be a dealer. Yep, yep. You know, you got to have a bow shop, you know, Bass Pro or somebody, Walmart, you know. And so I was there for the questions. Well, Ted Nugent rolls in with the queen of the forest, his wife, and uh, he had this big trench coat on. And Primos had this. You know, the can you turn over? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they had a big, it was about the size of a trash can, big rounder, and it was all, and it, it had a whole bunch of them in there, but they were fake. They were plastic, cost them some money to do them. They were rubber, 
and they had a T-shirt wadded up in them, a Primo's T-shirt, the can on it, T-shirt. And so Ted come up there, and he put his put his leg up on a chair, and he's had these little round tables. Yeah, was, you know, because he 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 was getting his calls from Primo, so that he always stopped by there. And so I'm standing there, and I noticed this one guy. Uh, just a salesman or whatever he was watching he kept creeping closer and closer and closer and finally you know he said hey ted he said, you wouldn't be able to sign a t-shirt for my son he just thinks the best of you sure he grabbed that rubber can out of his hand pulled out this knife like that out from under his coat cut the top of it out pulled that t-shirt out all wrinkled spread it out on the table and cut a hole right here and put on the top wrote on it gut shot ted nugent Oh, my boy's going to love that, you know. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Then I, then, you know, again, it's not me, you know. It was just, I hit it just right. You know, I come out with a hunting video at the right time, you know, and I don't claim anything special, but I go to these shows, you know. I got to go into that big show in uh, Pennsylvania, the biggest show, con- consumer show, you know. It was like 10 days, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and uh, I'd be, I'd do a seminar, Lee and Tiffany would be right after me, or Jim Zumbo, Outdoor Life, all these, and I'd be in there, and I would get as many or more standing yep. room only, just because everybody wanted to know how to call Kyle's, yep. I don't think it's yep. that, me that much. But I was going to, at Des Moines, Iowa, they had a show, and Ted Nugent was supposed to bend there on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And, and I was doing uh, seminars Friday night, uh, two on Saturday and one on Sunday afternoon in show clothes. Well, Ted never showed up Friday, Saturday. And so in their seminar room was like a gymnasium and it was divided in thirds with great big curtains. And there was three stages in there. So that Sunday morning, I'm at my booth a little early and everything. And the manager comes out, Randy, I hate to do this to you. We'll pay you anyway. We got paid for seminar and got a free booth and everything. And he goes, but you know, Ted did show up this morning. He's out signing autographs or back clear down the street. For 10 bucks, you can get your names. He'll sign it. <laughs> so, so I'm sitting there. And, oh, okay. Well, we'll pay. But he, he needs to do the whole. He's going to take the whole deal. And we're taking the curtains out and stay. He's going to use the whole thing. Well, so many people complain. Some of them drive three, 400 miles to see me. They'd be there. And they went to the manager. And about, about 15 minutes before my seminar, supposed to be like at 1 or 2 o'clock, the manager goes, Randy, can you get your seminar together? We have too many people complaining. We're going to add that third one shut Ted down by a third. And then, so, I mean, that was pretty impressive. Yeah, That's is. how yeah, much, yeah. not me, but I mean, just the fact that, you know, that, that Predacolin was just, I just hit it just right. I mean, yep. it just coming and the people were crazy over it. So. That's, well, do you, do you still do any seminars then or no? Well, I was up until the COVID. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I ain't, I ain't doing it for just for, I mean, I gotta make a little money at it. Cause I, I what I was doing, I was charging $2,000 for a seminar and and uh, expenses and i was surprised going to indiana ohio how Utah. many i do i do a friday night i'd find somebody that would kind of they'd take me around and i'd go to this town like i'd be at a senior citizens i'd be at a church for a fish fry thing i'd be at an auditorium at a like a regular show and uh you know so i get that's it I do usually do three, get $6,000, my flight, everything, trip to the airport, the whole thing, everything was all paid. So I was doing them for a couple, three years, and then the COVID, and I haven't, I haven't really got back into it yet. So how many would you do a year? Well, I was doing this when, uh, I kind of, when the videos quit, I, I was probably been doing this for 
I did it for three or four years. And then what I would do, Primos would just send me to shows, and I wouldn't have to take any product. Well, I didn't bring any product to these either. I just said, order them online or whatever, go to Cabela's and whatever, but I didn't want to mess around with all the mess with all that, you know. But Primos just sent me, and there's always some business, like a Bass Pro Store, and a warehouse, what they call that, a warehouse. Sportsman's Warehouse. Sportsman's Warehouse, yeah. yeah. And them guys would have all my stuff. So I'd be at the Sportsman's Warehouse booth. I'd be at whatever booth had my stuff. Then I'd go do the seminars. And they always said it looked like the Pied Piper. I'd leave my seminar. It'd be like 500 people following me. Over by their, they'd run out. They always oh, said, you got to have more calls. They'd always run out. They'd, really? So on your when you would go do your seminars, the the booths that you were at, you weren't getting paid to be at those booths. Like, would you get paid with, to be at like uh, sportsman's? Yeah, work? yeah. You, with Primos, they were paying me a, a lump sum, all oh, my expenses. That was included with your seminar and stuff. Yeah, you, you were right. Yeah. Okay, so I just go do the seminars and all. You know, all my stuff was selling. You know, for I'm only getting a little royalty. Yeah, but I mean, even no, but getting a name out there, then they get home and they. Well, you know, I should get that. Then they get on my website, maybe. Look me, I gave them a card, my website. They had questions. They'd call me up and all that, you know. So so yeah. you were making, on, on those seminars, you were generating a pretty good, I mean, depending on how many of those you, did you ever, could you go out and do those yourself? Yeah, that's what I said when I was getting 2,000. Yeah. You were doing, you weren't, yeah. have, you weren't waiting for some kind of a show to pop up. Or no, Primos would people get a hold of me. Yeah. 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 People yeah. just get a hold of me. Well, I mean, yeah, we got a church that's doing this. Well, let me find, see if I can find a couple more in that area. And so then I just finally, there'd be, I find somebody, one was a retired sheriff and he wanted to do one for the police department, a fundraiser for the police department. I got you. Just stuff like that. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I got you. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Then they could kind of read, they could deduct it somehow through the police department. Yep. And yeah. And then, and I always talk to any of them shows, boy, if you can get a bowl of chili or something in there for yeah. these people, they'll, they'll get quite a few. And that always feed them and they get a lot more. So have now. you solicited anything? Like, have you tried to, 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 to advertise to no. go out? You uh, haven't. No. It's just, just yeah. you, you'll get contacted and then yeah. you would. And I would say, you know, if anybody's interested, I mean, I might get back into it again, but it's, I mean, in my seminars, you know, a lot of people just stand up and talk, you know? Yeah. And it's, to me, I was always boring. I got footage, actually. Okay, now let's cut. I'm going to howl. The cut's going to answer back. I'm going to challenge him. He's coming. I'm going to shoot him. I'm like, yeah, right. Well, I'll show it. I'll actually show it. exact same footage. So you'll do a video. And it's all backed by it. video. The whole thing's backed by video. So yeah. you'll almost commentary the video. Right. I'll commentary. It's all the sounds out of it. And I edit it exactly for a seminar. You know, I don't show it. Mm -hmm. It's fast enough to keep. Yeah, and I go through everything I do, like the three stages of calling, and I do all that stuff. And uh and so, yeah, like I it, mean, it works great. At Valentine, uh, that few years ago. That was way back. That was 99, probably. No, no. I went, oh, the one you went to. Yeah, yeah like that, that was, had to yeah. be five, five or six, four, five, six, seven years, somewhere in there. Yeah. Right. Is, is that a basic template of what you that would was, do? Yeah, but only longer. Yeah, the I one, do like an hour and a half. I'll go as long as you want, like you guys here. I usually go at least an hour and a half. Then I have questions at the end. No, I ask questions for a half hour. You know. Gosh, we, that's. Well, I'll tell you what. Well, let's let's uh, let's do some questions after or after we get. Yeah. They're talking about the, me doing one at the runnings in winter. As soon as the new calls come out, huh. oh, a few people you're, around here. The new e calls. Yeah, I'll demonstrate them and do I'll they do have a, a seminar date for that yet. As far no, as, we no. got to get the caller for it's been right. three years because that's what our plan. We were going to do this about six or seven months ago yeah. when they were before because right. they were planning on having that, and we you were going to show it here and we were going to go through some, which we could do another one if this is good for you and you get it and you want to come in and do yeah, some I don't other. Care. Yeah. Um. So I mean, that's uh, uh, videos. 
Um, and I actually, Fox Pro had me go out to their headquarters. In, uh, and uh, the guy that picked me up at the airport, he's probably, he might be watching. I can't, sorry, I can't think of your name, but he, he used to get a hold of me on uh, giving me reports how he's doing. And all the way from the airport to Fox Pro, he was an older guy, you know, probably 60s maybe. And uh, he said, I cannot call these coyotes in. And I, th- and I might be wrong, but Fox Pro, some guys are watching. But um, I don't think Fox Pro had a coyote on video in Pennsylvania by, at that time. They had a lot of fox, and they were going yep. like me <laughs> somewhere else because yep. our coyotes were all maged out. But, yep. but I, I might be wrong. But anyways, but I didn't think that if they did, they didn't have much because I was kind of watching them as they come out. And, uh, and he says, yeah, we just can't call them in Pennsylvania. Well, do you ever howl? No. Well, so I did that seminar, and those guys from New Jersey, those even people that flew in, in there to see my video at Fox Pro headquarters. And, uh, and then I, I asked, well, is anybody here seeing my video? Yeah. Well, is it, have your, has your calling improved? Yeah. I mean, I was getting testimonies. Stand right up, sir. Man, I couldn't call in Jack until I started howling, you know. Of course, and then some people, they don't try it enough. You know, one or two times, yeah. oh, I don't work. Yeah. You know, you got to keep that. But this guy... He had a lady, if I remember right, he had a lady that had coyotes coming in her yard. She had some, like, little mountains behind her place, and he'd been trying nothing. So he went in there, and he howled, the old hot dog, let her barrel. He said, let her barrel, or a coyote don't go, oh, you know. They're going, you know, let her rip, you know. Big male come right in, he shot him. But last I knew, he'd shot 76 coyotes in Pennsylvania, and I'm sure that's been a few years ago. But he always, I mean, it's just, oh, like me. My buddies had him educated. As soon as I started howling, it doubled, tripled my yeah. chances. Yeah. yeah. So that and that so, answers one of the questions. Why did yeah. you start howling? You know, because yeah. that, that that's testimony right there. Yeah. I remember the first time. When did you? When did you? Would you say that your your little dog and your hot dog came out? Well, it would have been. Uh, I joined Primos. We worked on him calls, and uh, what we did. You're kind of wondering about that too. Primos, about forty miles away, is still where they do it. They got a. Anthony Foster has a, he has the, uh, what do you call them, CNC machines. Yep. And he does wood. He got all them Primos beautiful uh, box calls for turkey. Mm-hmm. They're all made there. And Will said, you got something in mind? Yeah, well, I'll drive you down. So Will and I, <laughs> and driving down there, Will stops a car because there's a turtle. And he pulled off, cars going by, and he goes there. It's kind of like a box turtle we yep. have, a land turtle. Yep. And he gets out this sharpie permanent and he writes will primos on there and then sets him over and lets him go he always puts in the date he puts him on there that's pretty <laughs> neat. so so we're going down there and uh <laughs> and uh so then what we do i would kind of give him some specs you know anthony he'd wheel he'd whittle away on using acrylic so we get finally i get him to read this wide that long and i blow him i go out the back door of that thing he was out in the country Every time Will would go with me, and he'd put his fingers in his ear. He just couldn't believe how darn loud that way. He just couldn't believe it And so on the hot dog. And so then we get it just right. Then they'd send that to a guy in Wisconsin that had the, the what do you call it, the dye, make you dye for that mouthpiece, make a dye for the wedge, dye for this and that. And then that's how they were made. So. And that was probably when, early 2000s? Yeah, because yep, cause it was after the two. I come out with a video in 99. And then I didn't make one the next year. I said, well, I'll be it. And then Rick could get the deal from Rick. Well, he'd help me a little bit, so he'd do it because our coyotes were just nowhere. Man, he just killed them all. So, so then that would have been right after that because my next video, Coyote, uh, Calling Coyotes 1, 2, was number one, the truth about Calling Coyotes with Primos. 
Cause I got your, the first, <clears throat> I, when I, it was just when I got out of college, it had to be 2001, or yeah, two, 2002. Primo's right in there. The first one. Yeah. Cause I got your hot dog Yeah. and I went very first time I used it straight south of here, about three miles. I just ripped the howl off and freaking mangy ass male comes right up and I shoot him. <laughs> I have one howl yeah, ripped off. Right, yeah, I remember yeah. it plain as day. And it was with your big, the, it had red, the, the red, yeah. the red and the black tube. And yeah. it was, I've still got it. I have it in my pack, but yeah. that's well, when I kind of started looking into that a little because it was relatively new doing, yeah. doing yeah. strictly vocals pretty much. And while you're talking about that, you know, over the years, I was thinking driving up here, the fastest coyotes I've ever called in have been with a howler. And I can think of, I think, six times I never got the second howl out. We know how I go, yep. is that in there a little bit? Boom! My guy over the Ed knob just shot one coming on a dead run yep. right at him. You know, that happened, I mean, I can think of six times where it's just... That fast. That fast, with one howl. And then, well... Two years ago in the fall, I had my alpha dog. I used that Primo's trigger stick. I put it on that stand when it's windy, and it was grazed like this table. And I was out in this pasture. I was going to look at a dam, and it was in the oh, it was in the winter, but it was open winter like this one. I might as well go look at this guy's dam, but it's out there. I'm going to take my call and stuff. And I sat, couldn't hardly find a place. So flat and just roll, gradual only, no trees, no brush, nothing. And I sat there, and I put it out there, and I was using the alpha dog, and I just hit play. And it's timed out like I'm actually doing it. How once, a little bit, how to. And and I it was windy. What am I doing? And I turned it wide open and on the tripod, looked like a dork, you know, right? <laughs> and I turned it on, one howl, and I, I'm putting my face mask on, my got a shell in there, everything. And after the second howl, I look up and there's a coyote this far standing there looking at that, about 60 far. Where'd he come from? Yeah. And it howled again. He's like motorcycle rider. You just stand there. Didn't scare him at all. So I pulled up and missed. I shook me up even. Then <laughs> I had about 120 yards, and I did the old woo. Everybody says I had a patent that. It'd be like the George Foreman grill. I can always stop him. Just, yeah. just hold it out. And he turned broadside, and I hit him. But, but that means it can just happen so fast. Well, you know? While you're talking about that, <clears throat> t tell us some, some details on – like a, a a picture of how you would make a set, not necessarily obviously playing the wind, but your mindset, your calls, how you use it, what you go in trying to do, like a, like a uh, like a standard operating procedure set that you go through. Well, I mean, most people watching here know because it's on every video. But I would say, you know, they're cut. You know, I don't. People want to keep it moving, and then I don't know. I have this thing. If somebody's with me, even the guy's been with the years. It bothered me when if I'm sitting there, oh, geez, they're probably thinking, is he ever going to blow it again? You know, so I hurry up when I'm yeah. with somebody else. Yeah. Now I'm out by myself. I'm having so much fun the last couple of years. I just go out to my old spots, get up, hear a howl, go right after him, set up again. You know, oh, I'm just yep. having a blast. But, uh, but Explain. I have, well, what I have, you know, oh, it's probably five years ago. I did a show with Primos right up here in South Dakota with uh, Steve Tatum. Yep. I remember that yep. when that happened. Yeah. Jimmy. Yep. And he's, we were standing by a bale just out of the blue. Well, Randy, how's, what's your theory or how do you call, you know, or what, what, you know, and I got to thinking, quit, man, I don't know. And I go, I got to thinking of football. Well, there's three phases of the game. You got offense, defense, and special teams. So I kind of, I was just scared. Like, so then I, well, now I got to thinking, well, how do I do it? Well, I always howl first. 
you know, depending on, there's so many howls you can do. You can do serenades with your buddy. You can do, you know, I, I always start pretty much with the old siren howl. Just like I did way back when I was a kid, fueling up the, the tank with the Austin howl anniversary time in a bark or two. And then, you know, because normally if over the years when I'm fishing, bow hunting, whatever, the very first coyote that howls is that's what he does normally. It's like a lot of people say it's just a, Oh, uh, friendly howl. But it, I always, you know, Bill uh, Austin calls it interrogation. You're interrogating the area. I'm just an old coyote over here. Anybody else out there? You know, any other coyote. And so, so that's kind of what I do. And then I go from there, you know, and it's the craziest thing. You know, one thing I started doing probably, oh, early 2000s. I started when I had the hot dog and the little dog. I started, answer, I thought maybe I should answer myself. Because I Primos kept talking about... When they're doing cow L calls and stuff, they'll put a guy out this way over there, and they'll do different cow L, cow calls. They'll use this call, that call. Same with turkey hunting. They'll do a hen on a slate. They'll do a hen on a box call or a diaphragm. It's like you got three different hens yep. there. What if it'd be, you know, if you do it? So that's one thing I think that really helped me too. So I would take the the hot dog, and I'd go way in that. Then I'd maybe go out on dip. Then I use a, the little dog, like I'm answering again, and it sounds a little different. Yep. And so I used it, and then I'd set her and wait. You know. So then, uh, so that that gave me another oh, no whole new uh, ar- deal in my arsenal, and that and that really made a difference. And then, so then I started. Uh, we do serenades, you know, and then then after uh, electronic calls, then uh, you know, then I would use it a little more. You know, if the guy sitting with me didn't really howl much or something, or we just play a serenade and we'd howl with it. Yep. But it's the craziest thing. Sometimes they won't answer the the single howl. They won't answer the mother howls, or they'll answer the serenade. Then the next time, you you just don't know. And I'll say it right now. I don't claim to know why a coyote does what it does. I, I mean, I know there's out guys out there that do. I do not know. I'll tell you this. There was Maybe these guys are still around. But in, it was in uh, Predator Extreme magazine, maybe. There was these guys, two or three of them, and I think they were from Ohio and Indiana. And they went for maybe a couple, three years, and they kept track of everything. The temperature, time of year, till of the earth, moon phase, barometer, before a storm, after a storm, rainstones, snowstorm, temperature, where we sat, all this. And at the end of the article, it was good. End of the article, they go... Sometimes they come and sometimes yeah. they don't. I mean, that's, it. that's just how it is. We, we were talking about the same thing about a week ago. We're like, there was 10 coyotes yeah. here one night and the next night was the same. There was nothing there that night. We're like, here's the difference. This was Monday and this was Tuesday. Uh, I mean, there's no rhyme or reason. No, there you isn't. can't. You can't. I know pay. guys want to know. You know, they're no. right now. Well, what's, how would, what would Randy do? Well, for one thing, I would have to be sitting there. I mean, it's hard to say, well, what would you do if this, and a yeah. lot of questions I get are, you know, the answer and they never come, you know, well, I'd probably, I would try this maybe or that, but with the best thing, if they're not coming, just move in. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to stay, yep. stay low. And of course, out east, you ain't have enough permission to go on, you know, enough, but even if you can close in hundred yards and then another little thing by turning your head, you know, and I, I always scold guys too, that I'm with. You know, the wind's blowing like this, and they're just going, and they never move. you got to 
pan it around. Yeah. You, know, you can tell. Well, you do it. You guys know. If a coyote's howling, you know, he howls and he just turns around. You can tell, like, man, is that the same coyote? Sounds yep. like he's far exactly. away. Exactly. Yeah. Or he's coming. You know. Yep. So, you know, that makes a lot of difference too. So you can howl this way. You can throw your sound. You know, and then and then you can like if you're on a rabbit call, you got one coming. You only get downwind. It helps a little bit to just blow up wind, blow up wind a little bit. That kind of can help him from circling clear back around. So there's a lot you can do just by where you're blowing the call. And uh, that's one thing you can't do with electronic call. It's exactly. just covering the whole area yep. you know, pretty much anymore. So That's exact, That's 100% the truth. And same way, like another thing when I'm thinking about it, electronic call are always, I use probably more of a crosswind. Yeah. But, I mean, the wind thing is another. You could talk about that for a half hour or more. But, uh, you know, and I, what I always say, like my, my, my notebook here, uh, guys ask at seminars, well, just pretend you got a football field and, and the wind's coming from the one pylon over to the other one, going across the field. I said, you know, I would set up about the 20, you know, or put your collar, set in the middle and put your collar up about the 20. And then is any coyote over this way is going to circle around, you know. And then always have a guy way over here about the 20 because they're going to come right up the sideline, you know. And uh, so you can do that with your electronic collar. I always, you know, the Alpha Dog had three speakers, so it wasn't so, so hard. But you have just a single speaker. I just point it always. I tell the guy, point it right exactly into the wind. The wind will take it around. Yep. The same way, bull harder, you know, with your hand call that way. But you still want to pan it, but so. Yeah, that's, that's good. What info. I learned over the years, anyway. So when you go in and you set your you you get your set going, yeah. you said when you start with howls, it's more of a, what you'd call an interrogation howl, right? And that's my first stage. And that, I usually I'll give it. If nothing happens, I usually give it unless there's guys sitting with me and I'm worried about you know why is he waiting so long? Yeah, but but uh, you know, ten minutes at least probably because I any hurry to get to the next one. It's a great, especially if I know they're there. If I see fresh tracks, if he a scrape, yep. you know, yep. they're working the ridges. And so, and, and so I, I give him about 10 minutes. Then, depending on time of year anymore, you know, I ain't doing a prey sound that much because, you know, like a rabbit or bird. I mean, I'm more apt to do No, that's all different. we, that's all you play is the rabbit. No. That's all we play is oh. the rabbit. It's all, that's all, that's <laughs> yeah. all we play is the yeah. rabbit. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, so that's what stage two was, you know, any kind of distress of a, prey animal yep you know which shoot you so it still works you know depending on how hard it's been hit you know yeah but of course now in or then or you can just skip that and go to stage three is just eyes and coyote fights and pup distress and all that one of the big mistakes i made uh i put that dynamite pup sean hyden helped me get some of these sounds and we got a dynamite uh pup distress and i was showing that all the time and how we we would you know, use it, not just see one thing. You know, when I first started, and a lot of people, they go, they do a howl, even if they're howling, do a howl, do a rabbit, they do ar, 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 like three or four times, set up, then go. But so many times, I was seeing coyotes in the sand hills, seven, eight hundred thousand yards laying there. They did, they might have howled and then laid down. So you start the rabbit, whatever, and then, then uh, you would go to that pup distress. Some maybe one would stand up and whatever. And then if you would stop, like, after just three or four of them and leave, you know, that was it. But when we kept that up, I don't, that just completely changed everything. Because, and it doesn't have to just be pup distress. Because if we see it in the Nebraska sand hills, you can see so far. And I've seen a mile away coming. And, and uh, 
it just depends. You can tell what sound they like, you know, and you, that's why you need to hit them a little bit, but not just one after the other. The other. But actually, we've been at times, we've given them a little bit of everything, and they've laid there. There's one on a video with Sean Hyden, I can remember, and it was, uh, there were 750 yards, three of them. They laid down, and I had the decoy. Uh, oh, I think, I don't know if it was Elmo, I think it was Phoebe, the one that's sitting on her butt. <laughs> and I had her there. Elmo got the mage, kind of fell apart. But she was sitting out there. Now, I don't know if that was what it was, because they could see it. The sun was shining on it. But I said, Sean, let's just sit here like 10, 15 minutes. Just watch them. And about, I don't know, not even 10 minutes, they all got up by one, and two of them took off on a dead run. The other one watched them, then here the male, then here he come. All the way up, and we got a double. Never did another sound yep. or nothing. So... There's always something different too. I mean, yeah. So then, uh, so then after that, you know, then, you know, no rabbit, and I do each one about ten minutes as a rule. But sometimes I'll sit there, uh, in uh, after the rabbit, I'll even go back to stage one, just do some longer because coyotes move around, you know. Yeah. They're out, oh, especially yeah. in the morning. They're hunting their way now. Maybe earshot, you know. Maybe they yep. haven't heard it yet. Yep. So yep, and then. Uh, so, but that, that pup distress just, <laughs> I ran that so much that everybody started doing it. Yeah. And now, and it just, and I, what I'm thinking, you know, Rick's got all these great sounds and stuff, but everybody's using them. And I, I know I have heard a few now complaining. They're having trouble calling them in because everybody's using them. Yep. You know, and all coyotes, they can't get educated. They're just a wild animal, but I don't know. They just, yeah. <laughs> they should yeah. pound them and pound them, you know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I don't believe that. Do you, I, th I think coyotes freak 100% get educated. Oh, it's, yeah. It's I mean, terrible. shit. They, but I mean, you know, and you, well, we used to, when we had a good coyote population where I live, we still ain't back to normal. We don't have, as, we still have some mange, but what I like, especially when not that many were calling, you know, I was using these three stages. And if I was sitting on this hill, the same draw, you know, where it always coyotes there, the plane can come shooting every coyote three days or just as many back in there. Yeah. Their favorite spots. Coyotes yep. have their favorite spots they like to be. Yeah. And uh, I would sit on this hill when the wind was this way. Well, the next time, I'd wait a couple of weeks. I'd go back, and I'd go set on, use a different wind and set in a different place and do something different. Yep. You know, I don't know. Is that, is that wise? I don't know. I, I don't know. what I ain't a coyote. But it seemed like it worked that yep. way. But now... You know, I don't have very many places where I go now where somebody don't call anymore. Because a lot of the places I was going, well, their kid grew up. Now he's calling. Deer hunters come. They seen video. They went, you know, <laughs> you know how it is. So it's hard to find just virgin coyotes. But the trouble is, you know, I don't know what the other guy did. Yep. You know, so I think that's one of the problems too we have is you know you don't know what the other guy's done that's already been there. And then, like I said, there's always new coyotes, so you can go. Even though you've seen coyotes, you don't come. I, I'd still go back. How many times would you go back a year to one spot? Well, I mean, if I'm killing them, or they show up every time, I'll go back as much as I can, you yeah. know, usually. Three uh, times? Or more. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm. it was probably, before I started filming, I was teaching school at Butte. It was in the 80s, right by on the right across from the Fort Randall Dam on Pickstown, you know, right over the the, the draw there. Mm -hmm. Those, uh, they still had the haystacks. Did, you, did yep. you guys coyote hunt when you had haystacks? Oh, hell yeah. We climbed get, up on the yeah, haystack. Yeah, we were, yeah. We'd get on them. And just, right. Yeah. Yeah. So those, I had Christmas vacation, of course. Yeah, about a week. Every night, right across from the Fort Randall Land on the Nebraska side, I get on this haystack, big draw, nine-mile gulch, they called it. Come from Gross, Nebraska, and goes down through there. And I'd sit there, and I think it was six different nights in a row, called in a coyote every time, and, uh, and then uh, – one time, my brother, Troy, that had passed away with cancer, you know, he was 10 years younger than me, but, but he shot one, 
And he stood up and just looked, and the bobcat, he thought I heard something. Bobcat was climbing the stack from behind. Did he get it? Did he get <laughs> no, it? No, he couldn't. He was too shook up. He mm-hmm. missed it. He was running off for the tree. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, oh, no. I mean, and that's back when there was oh, so many coyotes. Yeah. Shoot. I mean, they were just thick, you know. I mean, you know, it depends what part of the country. If you're in Texas. Yes. I mean, we can go down. I mean, we got 26 one time. I mean, you couldn't even... I mean, it was hard to shoot them with shotguns. They're like they're starving, eating rocks or what they were doing down there. But down there, right, I was on that one. I was on, oh, I used to go to Vega and then right out by New Mexico. I'd call coyotes from New Mexico into Texas. They have this big cap rock deal. And and then, oh, Snyder, Texas. uh, 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 What's that one? Uh, Hunt on that. uh, Briscoe Ranch, 1.3 million acres. Used to be the governor of Texas. Had like 20-some miles of the Rio Grande. We'd be sitting there, and right across the river, these little villages, they were always playing Mexican music, you know, the real Mexican. Da, 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 yep. da. You could just hear, what is that? It was just that music. All the long and loud speakers, all them. Yep, and then uh, there'd still be some illegal aliens, nothing like now. You'd see clothes in a bag here and there. And we'd come across the older lady and a young younger gal was pregnant, and they... They got left, and we gave them some water we weren't supposed huh. to. But actually, we were hunting there, and <laughs> and uh, then we go at night. We get oh, we get eight, nine during the day or so. Different then, was then, it? Different kind of con- like like brushy. Yeah, the, the brush. They yeah. were in your face when you were killing them. Oh yeah, yeah. And there was a few openings, but we go out at night then, like like a lot of guys stand in the back of the pickup. We didn't have nothing fancy. We were just using that shoot. I was howling them up. I was howling up coyotes right up to the pickup. I got the biggest kick out of that, you know. So were the coyotes down there? Smaller. Yeah. They're mangy, smaller. We call them mangy rats yeah. is what we call well, them. Well, they're just smaller. These were. I don't know. They didn't really have the mange, you know. How but, did they uh, act compared to, like, a South Dakota and Nebraska coyote? Well, I mean, they just. Dumber? They, they were jumping four feet over top of you. I mean, you had to. <laughs> It's just crazy. <laughs> they were, what would you say? I yeah. Mean, were they dumber down there than, than up here? Well, yeah, it looked like it. They weren't educated. <laughs> they were just Texas coyotes. Well, they'd always they say. They were dumber. They were always telling me. I went down there quite a few years, but they, they'd always tell me, you know, when they, they'd come, the, the outfitters would put them pellets out for the deer. Yeah, yeah. The deer, turkey, everything would wait until the coyotes come and ate, and they'd leave, then they'd come in and get the rest. So. Really? Yeah. You never recorded any of that? No, I guess I never. What, what before? Was that during the middle of when you were doing your thing? With yeah, I would do it. Sometimes just did it for fun. So yeah. I recorded. There's some on Texas hunts on some of that. So what were you doing for, like, what was your day job when you were doing all this? Or was that what your no, job was? No, that's all I was doing. That's well, I it. Spent, I was videoing. So I edited the videos for Primos. The TV shows and all them videos, I was all winter long editing mm. and then hunting some. So you were you were edit, you did a lot of editing to yourself. I did it all. Yeah, I don't even know what I was doing, but it was good enough. It's on the Outdoor Channel. Never had a lesson or nothing. Wow. Yeah, and Primos would put. I sent it down to Primos, and they put the bells and whistles on it. Yeah. Like the, you know, yep. the intro. Yep. The Primos tags and stuff. I got you. Yeah. Even his last couple TV shows, I did all the editing on it. Except they just put a little. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. No, I had for years. That's yeah. even cooler yet then yeah. because you yeah. filmed and then you edited. You didn't Still did sub it Randy out. Anderson. Hi, I'm Randy Anderson. Turn the camera on. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That's uh, what I what I got to see. What I have to see is that damn intro. Yeah. That's what I got is the Verminator intro is what you said, right? Oh, yeah. I have just, to. I've never seen that. Oh, that's just pretty good. Oh, yeah. I want to see that cow shot in the face. What's yeah. that? And I want, I want to try to mention a few people, you know, and I can't, I just don't want to leave anybody out, but, uh, you know, Glenn Zink, I mentioned him. and Zink Calls? 
No, Glenn Zink, the farmer, right next to me. Okay, yeah, okay. I mean, he is just the nicest guy, and he do anything for anybody. And you get, you get, he He get. helped me on the first video. Yeah, he was quite a bit with How, me a like, lot. Like helping, like... Uh, just going with me. I got shooting you. Shooting him. Yeah, he, he, shot, he shot the one with the bow that I kept saying. He shot the one with the pistols. 357, he shot one with a 22 mag. Okay. Yeah. And so he was in on all that. And he's so skeptical. He's one of these guys, meaning, like, I we don't see, know if this I is going to work. I seen a mountain lion track, you know, and, oh, you did not. That's like way back. <laughs> so we're going, I said, they're around. They ain't either. And so that's just a bunch of baloney. So we're going down this little trail. <laughs> oh, and it's kind man. of a dusty two wheel along the Kippaw River. And I'm looking down here, and there's no snow. It's like a winter like this, dusty. And there was a track like that big. Of course, there was no like dog track. It wasn't clawed. Yeah, it was a. It was. I don't know. I don't know what else it'd be. You know, and then he wouldn't believe me that I was. He'd always called coyotes too. I mean, and and I moved in there uh, about ninety seven probably, and so he got to help me on a couple years before I come out with the first one, and uh, he wouldn't believe I'd call in a coyote. Well, I can see me. You know, maybe they might howl. I don't know. Whatever. But anyways. We're in the middle, but not, it's to have to be right before dark or something. Got, yeah. So we were along the Kippar River, and it was like two in the afternoon, kind of warmer day in January or something, I, February. And I howled, you can hear right on the video, these two coyotes pair howled down on the river, and you hear him go, well, I'll be darned, he goes. He <laughs> answered. So I called him up, and he shot one with that twenty-two pistol. So Glenn, he helped a lot. And then Sean, Sean Hyden, he's still, we're going next week for a, benefit if the weather works out these guys the syc chapter in nebraska the special youth challenge for kids that are handicapped in wheelchairs we we don't i donate a hunt used to every year and the money goes to the that chapter well iowa started one and we've been three years trying to get this done something always comes up i think we're going next year but sean hyden you heard of the caddyshack movie yeah bill murray so you know where picks down south Dakota is yep fort randall there's a golf course there and I golfed there from Butte quite a bit and going over there. But they wanted me to build a couple lakes on there and some tee pads for women and stuff. So um, <clears throat> so I was over there looking at it, and here comes this guy in his cart, golf cart. And he had his bow in there. And he's, he, and he turned out it was Sean Hyden. I, I didn't know him. He was from Bassett originally, but he was living over there. And he, he was the original Bill Murray because he was shooting gophers he shoots at everything, anything. He's always shooting stuff. He shoots more than anybody I ever know. He shoots bird. I mean, anything. Feral. I mean, if it's sitting he's going to shoot. Anyways, so he said, yeah, I'm uh, I'm the greenskeeper. I went to call. Really? Yeah. You know, I just watched your video. Let's, oh, you want to go hunting? Well, I got some place we could go, and that's where that started. And of course, he's been with me ever since. So, and then he helped me get some of the sounds that we've got. Sean helped a lot on some of them and stuff. And then um dave tatum dave and steve um dave i was at the they had the the what they call that magazine oh is in out of pierce south dakota yep i remember that the not vermin uh it's something like the varmint varmints varmint something it, it was where that shooting range is in fort pierce yeah right and they had every year they had a a little get together at the ram cody inn in uh, Varmint Mass? No, I ain't. I know what you're talking about, though. But anyways, yeah. But guys would come from, you know, a lot of them, like, like woodchuck shooters from, Vincent, from Virginia and different ones would come to that. And and uh, anyways, uh, I had a booth there, and I think I gave a little seminar. And 
And Dave Tatum was a, you know, Dave, right? Yeah. Some of you guys, yeah yep. Steve, I, 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 I've talked to him on Facebook and then Steve, like I said, he yeah. was out with, he shot an elk out here and then his buddy shot a bull yeah. a couple of years ago north. But, yeah. uh, and uh, Steve was one with Jimmy Primo's guidance, you know, when I was about my three stages of calling deal. And anyways, uh, so I was at that, that show there and I think I did a seminar and then I come back and then pretty soon old Dave and Steve was like sixth grade or something, fifth, he's standing there, this little guy. And Dave, you know, ah, I seen your video. I'm state trapper out of Murdo and all this. Said, well, get together. Yep. So then that's, I was Dave. I went a lot with Dave all over. And I learned, I mean, state trapper, you're going to yeah. learn. I learned about denning and stuff. And then yep. he's actually the first guy I was ever with that blew, actually blew a diaphragm howler. And yep. he used a single reed one. It was a turkey one from, oh, I can't think of it. I don't know if it was a night in hail or start with an H, can't think of it. But anyways, you know, man, that sounds pretty good. And the guys were answering it. So then I kind of started doing that too because of Dave. And then, but man, we, you know, we had a lot of good hunts. He's on a lot of my videos, Dave Tatum and Steve, as he got older. And then uh, Russ Wentworth, he's out of Springview, you know, where, where I am from now. Is that, is Springview yeah. just east of Valentine? Yeah, about 50 miles, straight south of Cologne. Okay. Springview, gotcha. just yep. across the border, not yep. too far. Yep. But Russ, see, I was doing, I really, to be honest, I don't care if I call in a bobcat. I'm just mostly coyote. If one comes in, I guess. But to target them, set there forever, if I was thinking boring. That's the same thing. <laughs> and, I just and usually you're killing a coyote before a cat comes yeah, in. Yeah, a lot like, of times. But I mean, you know, and they're, they're pretty dumb, actually. Yeah. They can see. Yeah. But I mean, I've had them like, like, like right here. Yeah. Right there, come around a cedar tree, and you just look at you. You're set. Don't bother me. Yep. I don't know how many times I look around, get up, and there's one standing right here to them sheds. You know, yeah. just. So, and fox, they're all right. But I mean, it's just so much more fun to call in a... But uh, but anyway, Russ had a lot of good ground for bobcats. So Primos, you know, we kind of wanted to show people, you know, call bot with the call. So, and then Sean too. We we did a lot of bobcat calling. So Russ Wentworth from Springview, and then of course I talked about Rick the Verminator. So, yeah. But that's one to make sure there. So. Yeah. But anyways, but still, you know, when I'm calling, it's it's just every. What's so neat about coyotes is every time it's different almost. You know, not every, not every time, but there's always it, it, something it, a little different and you learn even now. I still, geez, I didn't know a coyote would do that. Yep. Or, you know, it's, that's kind of funny, you know, it's, so. that's, what's makes it the sport. So, so awesome. We talk about exactly what you're saying all the time. It, we, th there's, you, you get, I, and I've given, you get it all the time <clears> asking <throat> what, what sounds to use, what are you using now? How do you use it? There, there's been times where we'll call in and kill a double or a single or a triple, and then we'll move a couple miles away and, and we'll use something completely different and still be successful. I mean, there's just, there's no rhyme or reason. It's every single, every single set, everything's just different. That's what makes it so right. much interesting. It's not like, like you are talking about a buck, you know, buck deer walking down the trail right underneath your tree stand. They're going to do that. Yeah. A deer is going to almost do that every, every time. Coyotes are so unpredictable. It's just yeah. so much more fun. But I would say like a deer or, or like say a deer, you know, it's just, god's plan he don't want everything killed yep and like i've i've rattled and grunted lots of deer but they'll be out there like just out of bow range several come by and they won't even look at you then all of a sudden here comes one you grunt and he comes right up to your tree why is that how come they don't all do that yep. same way with coyotes yep. yep same way just the way it is yep have you got a have you over the past years got a lot of flack from anti Anti-hunters. Well, I did anti on this post. I put on, I got some. <laughs> on this post? Well, well, I 
put it up to watch on live. Yeah, yeah I, I hit a couple, three of them. Yeah, really. They're mainly foreigners. Oh, I got yeah, you. You know, yeah, but but I mean, you, but no, I never had a whole lot. No, not, not a really. whole. Have you? Do you do some stuff on online like YouTube other than Facebook? Do you do? Or I mean, is is Facebook pretty much a platform where you? Post well, them? I kind of started, but then Primo shut me off because they have their own channel. But like I say, you know, it's just like the least thing they do, and they put not much action. So with it. your affiliation with Primos, you can't have your own YouTube channel. They didn't want me to. Not really. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, and they aren't doing much with it. But gosh dang, maybe that's they a... will now that the new calls come out. But you know, I called in a mountain lion, and uh, you know they they finally put it on there like four years after I did it. <laughs> did you did you did you we kill could, it or couldn't shoot it? Okay, you know, like I got you. But, but yeah, still. I just come right in. I had three coyotes coming, and. It was pup distress, third stage at the end, and they were coming hard, but one by one they'd stop, and it would, it would turn and leave. And then uh, finally the guy with me, Gary Hausman, was with me, and the landowner kind of nodded me. There's a mountain lion sitting there right across. It was a frozen, this is a stock pond like around here, about that much ice, and just sitting on his butt, had his peg washing his. And how, far, how far away? Oh, 150 maybe. Oh, you could have had him smoked. Then. Oh, yeah. Then I put on a little fawn soft, but he'd already seen we were there, you know. And was he he took off. It was kind of cool. He was running. And I noticed, that's on video. I get him going for running hard. His tail, you know, we're thinking it just stayed parallel with the ground. I don't know if you've ever noticed seeing that. I haven't. Maybe I it was just noticed. that one, but it was kind of cool. His tail was just kind of stayed right parallel with the ground. I want to get, we in South Dakota here, we can get yeah. landowner tags. Right. For mountain lions. Oh, I know. So, or that little white when I was driving in here. Man, there's got to be some around we, he He killed two bobcats this year, which we've been trying to get out of, figure out a ratio where we'll kill one bobcat for every, now it's about every 250 coyotes for one bobcat. Uh -huh. Just because we're, 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 we're killing a coyote and then we're, all right, we're out of here and going to the next right. set. Well, what, this is the first year we've killed a bobcat in five years, four years? Yeah. It's been quite a while, which is one cat for every a lot of coyotes. But we, you know, you'd think here we'd eventually come across a mountain lion, which we have. I, I got one here north about four four miles straight north of us. But I want to get one on video. Hmm. I, I want it, but it's just I, it's such oh, a it so. Forever. I'll tell you, uh, Sean Hyden and Russ Wentworth, when we had like no coyotes, I mean, there was times we were going 40-some sets before we'd even call in a coyote or anything. Is this down down where you're Yeah, right, Springview, Nyberg oh River, and oh, the Kippahaw geez. River. I've had is The that coyotes is. were so few. It was That area has been hit hardest, the mange. Boyd County and Kippahaw County, Nebraska, like where I was from, Butte, Springview, and that area, they still got mange. I mean, it's still in places, and it's just I don't know what the deal is. But, yeah. I think more than one. I think Russ Wentworth and I went thirty some stands, and Sean and I went like forty two or three stands. Never right in great spots. Never even called in a coyote. That's interesting. That that just finally goes a bobcat. To, we got a bobcat. Yeah, <laughs> but that goes to tell, tell guys right there. Just because you see what you do, I mean, it, you, there's a lot of time involved that is not success. Yeah, and it's just like life. You don't give up. You know, yep. some guys go yep. out and they're. Yeah, which is four. well, shoot, that ain't, that ain't no fun. Well, you got to stick with it, you know. Which it's good for us. I yeah. mean, it's good. <laughs> like, like even this year, you know, what's going to hurt a lot of guys this year is everybody. As soon as that those coyote prices, like the few past few years, fifty to a hundred dollar coyotes, everybody wants to be a professional coyote killer because you can fill your tank up on one kill. Right. 
this year when you're getting six dollars average, that's there's a lot of guys that are going to be turned down but from the hardcore guys. They don't exactly. Yeah. The hardcore yeah. guys are just going to keep on keeping on, yeah. and that's 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 right. Uh, the the stuff that you went over on your on your mm-hmm. specific sets. Yeah. So with your phases, you're you're averaging what thirty minutes a set. Then if you yeah, go, yeah, and ten, then I'll stay. There's times I've stayed almost fifty minutes or better, and we're the same same way. There'll, there'll be times where I'm sitting back, and if you have a kid with you or something like my little guy, it's like fishing. If you're not catching fish, you're just gonna bore them out. They're gonna be. They're not gonna want to go fishing next time. But if you're there and you're hunting and you've got, you know, if you have movement within or, or something responding within 10 minutes, but I, I will sit there. I've sat there for well over an hour oh, and, yeah. and I guarantee you killed, called a coyote in that yeah. probably didn't hear it, but he moved right. into the area yeah. or you just hit the right note. Yep. Hit the right every thing. Every once in a while. That's all it takes. What do you, what's one of your, what's your, what's one of the most important things that you would say to a lot of these guys out there nowadays that are uh not only new hunters maybe newer generational kids or guys that want to do it that are you know with the ease of access to information online that just want to have an easy way out what's some what's your words of advice to to new guys in the sport that well, want I th- to I think the biggest thing that people don't understand like you know unless you've gone with somebody that knows what they're doing is the wind part on the coyote. That's the whole, I mean, yeah, it takes something to get them in, but so many people they set together and, you know, and especially in out east where it's a little more cover and stuff, you know, they just imagine all the coyotes. Out here we see, I see coyotes circling at quarter, half a mile. Yeah, yeah, we see. Clear around, you know, and you have to actually get up. I know several times yeah. we get up with the camera, get up with the camera, yep. keep going around, go across in 200 yards, set up again. You know, and you just imagine how it in in thicker cover you that know. you don't even see. No, and so you've got to put a guy. Always have the collar, the electronic collar, upwind, even in the thicker stuff. You know, and then I would say though, you know, there's times I used to call down in the. You know, all my videos look like it's so wide open because well, the film you got to be where you can get them on film. <laughs> you know, you're in the trees, it's so hard to get. And uh, but yeah, I would say though, we used to before I started film like the CRP kind of started and stuff in the early eighties and stuff. And there were so many coyotes in the CRP. We just get out there where, where it was wind blew it down a little bit and then find where them game trails were. Yep. Just get a shotgun, just aim it right. They always coyotes. always you know, coyotes yep. always come on trails. You can be out in a wide open, like these Hills you got here, real rolling, but wherever the cow, the cow trails are going to a windmill or a dam, You've seen them cows coming to dead run set right at you. They're following that trail. You know, they one after the other. They follow the trail. So just you hear them coming and same way in like heavier cover, deer hunting carrot, your bow hunting territory. Get where the trails all come together. There's a main trail and just set off it a little bit and don't call so much just so you can hear them. Put the old shotgun there. Or, I mean, it could be a rifle. You know, you're going to shoot them at 20 yards or something, but... I mean, you can still get them in and get the wind right and everything. But That's what so. you're thinking. So what you would say to a lot of the new guys is just the, get the, the wind, wind right. Yep. yep. And then don't overcall. I mean, that's kind of a pet peeve of mine. Because I know you see a lot of the, you know, uh, guys, you know, with the companies that have electronic callers. Of course, they want to sell them. They just let it run, let it run. Well, where the coyotes are dumb. Yeah. They got a 300,000-acre rancher calling on somewhere in Montana or Oregon or somewhere. You know, you can do about anything almost and get a coyote in, you know. So 
but but as they get educated that's always you know what i always thought well if a rabbit's getting killed by something say a hawk's got it and you know you want to make it sound like it got away and it catches again or you know something like that make it sound more realistic maybe it don't make that much difference because i know i've you know you can call them in with a thing running but as they get smarter i think you can't call as much with rabbit i don't you know first time through i'll give her a good 40 50 and pan it around you know good and stuff then wait a little bit next time a little shorter and then you know a little shorter and shoot like my very first coyote i called in i called you know, what i 40 seconds he's over a quarter of a mile or more probably more than that half a mile away just kept disappearing ended up 10 yards in front of me they know right where you are yeah you know. it's crazy that a lot yeah. of people don't yeah you are you can make one little sound and they can be a long ways away and they just pinpoint exactly yeah. another thing you know i thought of with hand calls so cool you know is that lip squeaking them in you know that's oh that's so much fun you know once you get that jump on him you see him coming get that gun up and just you just can't believe how they hear that bobcat whatever they're just coming right at your gun with the electronic caller you got it out there they're not coming at you they're coming at that which sometimes makes it tough to get them they get too close to it they're coming too hard you can't stop and they smell it and then they're really going you know yep. Yeah, and but that when you can control, you know, from that, that's always a, a great deal there too. So, but yeah, I would say just try not to overcall, and you know, and in uh, one pro, you know, I always at the seminars, a lot of times, you know, people wait too long to start because they want to do it after deer season, but you know, they're easier to call in, you know, earlier October. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, no, yeah, but you're, you're you know. Right. But I mean, it's go when you know, because now you got guys walking to their tree stands and all that, you know, and so it's guns going off and rifle season, you know. So, but you know, try it a little earlier. But now everybody's going year round, pretty much. The hardcore guys never stop; they're out there in the dark and what's when it's uh, cooler and stuff. So. What? So let's. There's th- a couple, a few things. You so you designed Is that my phone. Yep. You here. I got it here. Let me do this. Okay. Real quick. I already got mine off. Yeah. Just just hit the red. <clears throat> Oh, it's done. Um, on my wife, on you your guys still talking about yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look on Facebook. We are stop in winter and get get some something for me. Stop at Grossenberg's. Yeah. Give me a new tractor, new backhoe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you um, so you designed four calls with Primos. You have the Alpha Dog, or you have the the little dog, the hot dog, the Kai, the Kai, and then the dual read. Right, uh, and are you, you are in helping develop the elect, the new electronic call? Do you have yeah, any? Yeah, I was the first time. And then they, you know, I, I helped a lot with that. And then uh, they'd send me the prototype and everything. We got everything ready, like I said, this fall. And then went to order a bunch of them and the components were six months out. Can you say anything about that call or not really right now? Oh, yeah. I Is mean, there anything that you want to or not really? Oh, I don't know. I uh, I've, uh, we've showed it. It was on the show actually in January. I'm sure some, some of them seen it. It's, it's about the bigger one is about this big and it's got three legs adjustable and, uh, it's 360. Okay. Yeah. I won't say what kind of speakers, There's yep. speakers that nobody's are using that I know of Yep. Amp and everything and the software. It's all, I think it's new at last I knew. And, uh, and, uh, uh, I'll just say it's loud and it sounds really good. <laughs> What's what are you what are they looking at price range? Uh, I think this is about six hundred. Okay, Franklin. 
And then the next size down, it'd be more like alpha dog size. Yep. And uh, it's 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 going to be one speaker short of the other one. And a couple yeah. hundred bucks, hundred, yeah. couple hundred less. And it's round. It's like a paint can or a bigger paint can, the bigger one. And it has three three speakers. And then you can shut one of them off. Yep. So if you don't want it coming back at you, you can. Yeah. And then the other one's the same. And there's, I'll just say, it's a wolfer. The big one's got a wolfer. So yeah. Sweet Home Alabama sounds pretty good. Oh, really? Bass is kicking up dust. Really? And yeah. Bluetooth, your phone. You can play any song you want. But it does come with a remote. Oh yeah, and yeah the, I mean, and, you, and the remote runs all the callers. You don't need three remotes. Okay. Yeah, that's a few things. Okay. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that or not? But maybe yeah. my contract won't be renewed. <laughs> no, I'm sure it will. But there's some other things that are pretty cool about it. Yeah. So. What uh, what's something personally that you've been seeing, and I would say no holds barred, just unfiltered, in the past ten years, or maybe even the whole <clears throat> lifespan of what you've been doing since you started calling till now some of the the cons some some of the things in the industry that you don't agree with and i don't care if it's somebody like us that are, is doing something different or somebody that that you have done that you might not have liked what what are i mean i don't want to put you on the spot yeah, but is there, is there anything in the 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 whole industry that you might not see a certain trend that you like oh i think just i think it's just a that the you know I don't watch a lot. Every once in a while, stuff pops up on YouTube, and I'll watch different ones, celebrities and stuff. I just just the the fact that it's too serious. I think you know everybody needs to be a little more have fun with it, laugh and and uh, you know not not and like I said before, not try to act like you're the only one that can call a coyote. Nobody knows what you know, you know. And I think other than that, I don't think nothing else really bothers me much that way i don't think what do you see in some of the good like what what do you what do you like that's that's kind of going towards i mean are is there certain things even in the whole hunting industry that you're seeing that that that's kind of getting your attention or um or turning you off in certain ways i mean i don't like personally i don't know then like like watching outdoor and channel it's always seems like one guy you know that's highlighted so much you know and uh on not all of them but some of them you know and that i'm not you know it's just like it's one one I'm dude shooting, being a, yeah he's shooting everything he can find and uh and uh he's got guy i know for sure i mean being with primos and i know what stuff i hear you know the ones that are paying guys to find them the big muley the big yep, white tail yep. they won't go until they got one located just That's, stuff like that, yeah you know? i the same thing i yeah. agree like i would have well, i don't I don't really have, I mean, unless I just kind of bitch a little bit about contest hunters, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's no big deal. Nothing, nothing at all. Cause it's, it's, we're to the point where there's so many nitpickers in the whole, in the whole realm of predator hunting. You know, we've said it before where you have guys that are public ground hunters, guys that are public, that are private Mm -hmm. ground hunters, guys that are contest hunters, guys that are like us that just go out and enjoy it. That that, that, that like to get. You have guys that just, don't have the land to do it. Do yes. It, the way we call. Yeah. They just don't. They don't have the no, accessibility to yeah, it. Yeah. West Virginia. I mean, like, say, Kentucky, Tennessee, they can't go out and get 2,000 acres. They got to call. They got two spots. They can only call all year long. You yep. know. And there's and guys like that live vicariously through guys like you and us. They, they, they just, that's what they do. They watch videos 
yeah. of stuff that they won't be able to do. Yeah, even like I get a lot of guys watching from foreign countries. I'm sure you do yeah. too. Yeah. They don't even have coyotes or fox or nothing, but they just think it's the coolest thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just, do you hunt a lot of public uh, ground or mainly private? Oh, I have like New Mexico, you know, and uh, Arizona. You know, I've had, I've hunted a lot of that uh, reservation ground and you know on different. Uh, yeah, down south, but up oh, here. Oh, you know, I I would say there, you know, my brother used to live in Farmington, New Mexico, before he passed away. But there's some videos with him, Troy, down there, and and uh, we found out first thing, you walk the next set, you don't go do the off the road the trail. Yeah, you go the next set, just get go f- twice as far as you normally would walk, just a whole new deal. Yep. Completely yeah, different. Wait, wait, then go if you want to walk another one, <laughs> and it's a, yeah, another half mile or whatever. So that that would always work. Seemed like you've never done you've never done anything contest wise. Then really, well, I got that's another story. <clears throat> I, um, you know, the Galloway boys, yeah, from I do, Keevan and yeah, uh, I, I I've dealt with yeah. Gary, Gary, which he yeah, passed, right, he, yeah. which is a little bit, yeah. But, uh, see, they were, Keevan was in lock, stock, and barrel, you know. He'd been out about out of high school in Valentine, you know, and they were selling a lot of my stuff and had a catalog out and stuff. But him and Aug used to go to the Cabela's contest at Sydney. I don't know if they even have it anymore, but they used it. went for quite a few years, and they'd about win it every time. What you do, you take your regular two-man team, like you two guys or whatever. You go down there, but to keep it honest, <laughs> they put a rep, like, the tree stand guy with you or, you know, or the dog collar guy or whatever, just to go guys that wanted to go and to keep you kind of honest. Well, I go down there and I'm hunting with two young guys in their early twenties that their dads are about as high up as Cabela and Cabela's you can get that aren't their last name's not Cabela. Yeah. I mean, and, and, uh, so we get ready to do the rules. Of course, you can't split up and you, uh, you know, and all, all the rules you got, they've got to be called in and this and that. So we go to meet and he goes, well, you ride one kid, you two go up, drive about 50 minutes up here. He's going to drop you off at this ranch. They don't care. Just going to cross. They'll probably be in bed, get their mule out hunt on their ranch. And this, he's going to go over here. And then about three o'clock, you're going to meet and call for the other spot. So that was cheating right there. So where's the other guy? Well, we, that's back. Maine was really bad. This was early 2000s. And, and, uh, only thing I did, I called in the neighbor, the neighbor's dogs. And that was all. I never seen a coyote track, nothing. The other guy about the same way. We got together and I think we did call one coyote or we seen one leaving. We walked in too far and one left. We got nothing. So we get back there and, uh, the guy hadn't showed up, you know, I don't know where he's at. And they started announcing the, and, our team got second place. He shot nine off the off the Sydney feedlot dead pile. <laughs> That's so a then, good idea. <laughs> yeah, so I told Keevan about that. Him and Og never ever went to another one. And so then we found out, uh, like a few days later, them guys said, "Well, we got second only because the guys that won it got 14. They finally got up in a helicopter and shot the rest." <laughs> so that was my only contest deal. <laughs> That's what, that's kind of what, as soon as you involve money or some kind of publicity, it seems like, uh, which is, it is how it takes every, the the things that we're getting into is just, it's to the point where there's hunters and there's anti-hunters. And if you, you're complaining about all sorts, it's, it's getting crazy. I mean, that's why I kind of was wondering if you had antis get hounding you at all or doing, we really, if you, if you're every once in a while I get some, 
you oh, somebody just tell me where to stick it, and then that's about it, and then I never hear from them again. YouTube is terrible. Yeah, that's social media. YouTube yes. is just. I would think on Facebook though with some, but you said you haven't posted a whole. You have a hundred and fifty some thousand followers. That's crazy. That's yeah. a lot of followers on Facebook. I would think that would be a whole nother. Well, I was putting up after I did the videos. I was putting up hunts because no, Primos didn't want to do videos anymore. So you know, I need money in it. Nobody's watched. So I was just putting the hunts every three, four days. I had a lot of hunts had news from Canada. Oh, Wooly, that's another guy I got to yeah. mention. Yeah, yeah. The old, I figured he'd be over. He's a Ukrainian. I figured he'd be over sniping. Oh, what's his name? Oh, really? We called I him the Saskatchewan know. sniper. Oh, Wooly, yep. Yeah. How's he doing? All right. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Is he up in Canada? Is that yeah, he's in Saskatchewan. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, I mean, some of the my best hunts are up there. You know, it's just crazy. Kite, how big's the biggest kite you shot up there? They they're the same size as ours. Really? They just look big because Willie's not very tall and bow legged, and he holds them <laughs> up. And their guard hairs are like just all like, awesome. They're beautiful. You know, white, really white. Most of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just posted them. We shot. Well, it was over four hundred coyotes I've shot with him up there. Wow. Filming over the years. Filming. That yeah. is all a, on that's film. Jeez. Yeah. That's a lifetime Triples, for you. Do you still go up there and hunt with him? I haven't since the COVID, but I'm going to yeah. go this. We get the, well, I haven't gone at all, mainly, like you, mainly because I have nothing new to sell. So I haven't, Primos ain't filming me or nothing because, you know, we want to have, Primos wants a product to sell. I mean, to film. That's why you film. Yeah. You know, anymore, you're not getting any money for a video. So you got to, you know, so they'll pay my way. We're, we're, we're getting it lined up for this fall with a new caller. But, yeah, but it's just, that's just fun up there. It's so easy to find a place to set. You know, around it, here, you got to, man, where can we sit? It's just, yeah. There's just so, just perfect rock piles in yep. every field. Every field with little trees, volunteers growing out of them. Park right behind with a pickup, walk. Right walk there. Walk 20 yards and sit down. That's awesome. Yeah, a lot of coolies, deep draws and stuff. See, Saskatchewan, a lot of it is, is uh flat but where woolly's at there's two different ridges of hills big pretty big hills man it's just perfect for coyotes what are you finding up there education wise for coyotes do you are, are, is there a well, lot i of sell my calls 40 miles from his house yeah and then at the airport i mean in saskatoon there's the oh i forget what they call it walmart every walmart up there sells my calls and so yeah. it's not any different than down here no but they're not canadians aren't quite into it they've got such mule deer and huge yeah. white. the world record that milo hansen whitetail was shot in only like less than an hour from all these oh wow yeah i mean they're so they're into the big game a little more but when the prices are up you know when they're when they're like 70 80 bucks here they're high 100s up there yeah. usually yeah and then they start running snowballs with you know run over my snowmobiles and all yeah. that you know that's what we dread here, a, yeah. a two-foot snow, because it's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. And some guys don't do it for money just because it's fun. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what – yeah, that's exactly – I want to get a snowmobile just so I can make uh, tracks for them so they <laughs> can get away on a on a compressed snowmobile track. Right. But we've been lucky with no snow. But, oh, Wooly, he's made some shots, man. I mean, he never shoots. He's got a 2250 that Primos gave him, you know, and <coughs> it's a – oh, I think it's got to be. I started filming with him, like – well, I forget how many years it's been, but anyways, it sets in his closet, and it's the bull barrel, the savage, the varmint one, yeah, and it's a twenty-six inch barrel, heavy. He likes it heavy, and then he's got that big old honking scope with the extender on it, heavier yeah. and all get out. But he likes it heavy, drags that thing around, and he wasn't even using shooting sticks for years. Finally, he kind of likes the 
the bipod trigger stick because yep. he's short. They're too short for me, and the tall ones are too too long for me. So that's why I use something else. But anyways, so but man, I'm telling you, they, if they're 300 yards, are dead. I mean, use the only time he misses is like the first one because he hasn't shot all year. So when I come that morning, he goes picks me up at the airport, and he he's got a grill on his deck. And he's got a, about a hundred yard little fence out there and he hangs a target on her. And he takes a couple, three, four shots. Oh, might be a hair to the right. So I'll move it one click to the left and that's good. He's good. Yeah. Then he's murder mode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel him shooting one, you know, of course anymore. It's not that big, but he shot one over 700, you know, off a rock. Really? You know, just Did you record any of that? Oh yeah. Got him. Shot all of them. Yeah. He shoots a lot of them, three, 400 yards for fish. Sean Hyden too. He shoots. I filmed Sean shooting that one right around a thousand laying down. With a 243 Ackley off a short bipod. Really? You yeah. filmed that, too? Oh, yeah. Do you yeah, have, have you posted that stuff anywhere? Yeah, it's been on a TV. It was on a Primo's TV show, I think. And, yeah, it's on it's on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, Sean too. Sean shot a lot of them, too, you know, five, 600 yards and stuff. That's a – that's yeah. a – we're, we try to get them as close as we can, but yeah, that's 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 what I like to do. But sometimes, so are they range? Are you ranging that and they're like yeah, dope and stuff? Or are they no it's guessing just range them and even back? We were just you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> guess and shoot yeah. Well, you wasn't hitting them all then, but now yeah. it's a little easier. Yeah, they got the yeah. they got a lot. just holds over. Yep. Sean, I think anymore he's using the clicks and yep. stuff. But, yeah, dialing up yeah. and or using some kind of holdover. Yeah, and he's a little more into the wind and stuff. He's 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 shot a few competitions, I think. You know, he's, Sean has a little bit. But like I said, he shoots more than anybody ever know. He's got more stinking shells and reloads and all that. That that's what it that's it helps. I know that yeah. it helps. Yeah, that's a. Um, well, what I, th- I would say, you know, one thing Sean does and I do too, and I think I don't know. One thing when if a coyote don't come that set. There's a rock out there, three, four hundred yards, or a little patch of snow. Do you guys do that before you get Sometimes. up? Sometimes, especially with the suppressors, you know, you're not hurt so much. You know, just take a shot every once in a while, and the other guy watches. Yeah, and that's a good way to to practice a long shot too. So we're we're kind of in a little bit different spot right here, where if you if if it wasn't snowing out or all the deck, the balcony was all covered, we have yeah. uh, we have targets like from here out to about thirteen hundred yards, mm-hmm. and it's we just lay right here and shoot so it's it's i know what you mean it, yeah. you got to have a place to do it and a little bit of right. equipment but um there was a couple other things i was gonna ask too on that i can't remember on that call on the electronic. electronic you said it's gonna be out in a few months be out they say fall yeah you, fall. somebody needs to you need to monetize your facebook page you need to have somebody i mean obviously i'm not telling you You're what the to man. do you you need that you'll I, get a cut. You'll give you a cut. I, I'll I'll help you. I'll help you because you have a hundred. What are you? The the amount of footage that you have compiled over the past twenty years. Yeah. How much of that would you say you've posted on Facebook? Just I've only posted what since I quit making videos. So you have all videos that aren't. They don't have any NDAs. No dis, non disclosure. No no binding contract saying you can't post those somewhere else now. I don't so, think so, no. But but they're on. But do you have them accessible on some kind of a... They're just on uh, DVDs. So they're only on DVDs. You don't have them somewhere on a... Save, that, there'd be tape. They'd be on tape cameras. Yeah. So on the stuff that you have recorded digitally that's on your computer, mm-hmm. how much of that have you posted on Facebook? 
Probably about everything by now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, because when you start doing that, somebody will help or I could help you. You 150, yeah, that post and videos, that's a lot of publicity on there. I would almost say too, gosh, with what you're doing, we talked to less and less was surprising to me. He, he didn't, he goes, I, James, I don't have any interest in doing a, a YouTube channel at all. Which certain like I mean you you guys gosh dang, that's had, a didn't he have one everything outdoors he he did but he something. just said he goes I just he's wasn't really in in it, he just didn't want to post on there he goes I'm just I don't really want to I just don't I don't want to where a lot of guys I mean I can see obviously it's ultimately your decision but there's so many guys like when we were when I made a little post about you there everybody's like yes yes you know you less the guys that that were in it, you know, you've been in it for so long and so many people are entertained and so many people look up to what you do. And so many people more importantly have been educated by what you do. People thrive on that and they want to see more, but you get to a point like, I, I don't have you get burned out. Have you got burned? Have you got to a point? Well, it's kind of nice. Uh, just get a little break since we had to wait for these new callers. So I, I haven't filmed at all this year. I did very little last year. I did a little bit with them new call. Actually, Primos, we thought it was coming out last fall. So we did a show. It hasn't aired from Oklahoma. We went down there with the boss and I called him in. Them guys shoot at him with the prototype. Shoot call. at him. Yeah. Shoot, shoot. So, but so <laughs> a little you, different deer. Hunting. That was another question too. You, <laughs> you don't, you, you film most of the stuff with yeah, the call. anymore. I'm not, I'm, I mean, they're, the thing is now Primos is going to start sending a cameraman. I got you. So what are so, you going to be just calling or are you going to be you want to film it? I'll film. I'll hundred <laughs> percent come film. If you, if you're close yeah. and you want to, I'll take yeah. that all hundred. All you got, you got my number. Yeah. I will. Um, but are you going to be shooting then? Me? So I do some, you know, that's the only drawback in all this. I just never, I was always running camera, trying to direct traffic, you know, trying to call, film me, call and turn yep. around. When did you go now? You know, wait, 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 zoom in on the yep. second one. Wait, okay, boom, you know. Now you're having to think, is yeah. this guy doing what he should be doing on the camera yeah. if you're shooting? The, right. or do you have a preference? Of, you, I mean, obviously you like to call. Oh, I like you, to shoot. But, but, I mean, I've got such a kick over, you know, these guys. You know, you go out with, uh, I used to go to the Hash Knife Ranch quite a bit. Jared Coger and Ed Coger and all, down in southern Kansas. You know, they got huge bucks down. It's 42,000 acres only bow hunted for deer. They get like, you know, eight, nine, ten thousand for a bow hunt. It's just ridiculous. But I get they I get to go down there and I call coyotes. I used to go down there like three times a year. But I was letting them guys shoot and they're just ranchers, you know. <laughs> just so many. Wreck I go, more. yeah, I go, now Jared. How's your gun shooting? Well, stop. He just stopped and put it on the mill and aimed for a coy uh, on the mirror. And Rodney's went on aim at a cow, cow pie and he'd shoot like the, over oh. here. You know. Oh, I'll just hold low and left. Then we go, you know. It was pretty <laughs> funny. Of course, people <laughs> like watching it. I've got one that's on uh, with Jared and the, the shooting instructor in Kansas for the state highway patrol. And he had some wildcat thing I never heard of. So we went down. It's on. It's the last hunt on the Mastering Yard 2 video. I'm sure some of you have seen it. But I call it, it's one of the greatest call jobs ever. We're look, I howled in like almost two miles, almost. There's a pile of yuccas, and I, I can just barely see them. I had 15 power Leica, and so Jared, uh, binoculars, and you could just barely see them. Their heads going up, you know. And I called and howled and howled at them, and finally here they, they've made a circle. And there's a big ridge, probably 
800 yards in front of us, and it took 20 minutes for him to pop that ridge and another 20 minutes for me to get him up within 90 yards, and Jared was shooting, what's that Chinese thing? Uh, the, uh, AK, uh, SKS. Yeah, no scope. Oh, and shit. boom, boom, boom. It was uh, 16 or no, 26. I can't remember how many shots between the both of them. And finally, he got out there almost about the farthest, and Jared did hit him in the back foot. So he, he was, you know, oh, as he went up and he laid down, this happened to be the neighbor's land across the fence that we couldn't go on. We seen him lay down, crawled in a hole up there, but it was. Uh, <laughs> That's some of the stuff that people oh, just yeah. Oh, I just had so much of that down there. They're great guys. I get, it's fun going down there. But I did, I would say, two years ago, I always take somebody with me. You know, Sean Hyden, Glenn Zink, Russ Wentworth. I even, like, Ryan Rotier, if you know him from yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, I've got him on Snapchat. He, yeah, he, he messages me quite a bit. Oh, yeah, he even there. come one time before, the year before that helped me. I took him down there, and we went to a couple, three days. He'd run camera, and we'd take turns. Yeah. He'd let me shoot a bit. But I just went down there by myself. I just went, and then I knew it had been getting called. All the neighbors are calling. Then they have local contests now, like, quite a bit. And on the ranch, there's guys calling. So it's, I knew it was going to be hard. But I went down there, and I just took my time. And a lot of it was I'd call. They'd answer. They wouldn't come, and I'd get closer. Call again, they'd answer, have moved, get closer. And like some three or four times, then I get there, all of a sudden here they just come. Yep. Yeah, and I, I, I had most fun. That was just so much fun down there all by myself. And they didn't, they were too busy calving and stuff. Yeah. So that was just so much fun, just kind of like I used to do it. So I've been, that's what I've been doing, you know, last year. I'm going to go probably some, again, after our Iowa deal with Sean, I'm going to go start going a little more now and stuff, but. So is there a season for you then? Like that I and I don't, I mean there's not but for you Well, for, you know, I you, don't I really don't like to to call. I mean, it's just in me to call year round. Yep. I mean, it, Same they're, thing. they're so easy to call in the summertime. Same, they're so yep. easy. You know, and you can I would say when Primos we first started, they were all fired up and the, you know, their cameramen are always so busy. Elk in Colorado, they start hunting turkeys They're already hunting turkeys in Florida and all over, you know, and and so the cameramen were kind of freed up a couple. So they went up. We went up with Dave Tatum. <laughs> and we went up on that. It was a Wilder Ranch. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's not anymore, but it was high fence, like 10,000 acres by Timberlake. They had yeah. like 1,200 head of elk yep, on there, yep, 600 buffalo. Yep. Well, Dave was managing that. I got some stories. I Oh, you die laughing, but I won't tell them there. But Dave, it's some, oh, he's got some funny stuff. But anyways, uh, so we went up there. It was 105 degrees, end of July. I said, wow, this is so hot. And so we went up there, and you know, a lot of people, well, even now, that's one thing we never talk about. You know, people are scared to howl because they're going to scare off younger coyotes. That's just a farthest yeah. from the truth. Yep. And anyway, so. Um, like, but, but wait, without losing your chain of thought, yeah. what kind of howl? Any kind. It can be an older, old male cut. Just my my best one. My best serenades on uh, on my that I have for sale. It's called the Pup Serenade. A lot of guys have them on their Fox Pro. They have them on their Lucky Duck. You know, all I mean, it's uh, it's just me blowing the old hot dog. But and two coyote pups come up there. It's called the Coyote Pup Serenade. And oh, I did it low pitch. It's on a video. The hunt's on a video. They come up right there and they, they howl and howl and howl and howl six yards away. And I had a kid with me <laughs> and he's using his dad's Remington that's seized up, hasn't been oiled, old Remington automatic, <laughs> and he can't get the could to go off. I mean, he sounds like Ted Nugent. I haven't had words like that. I mean, he's like sixth grade, just cranking on that thing. So finally they just walked off. 
Well, Randy, think you can call them back in? Oh, probably not. I'll call me again. Here I called another one up about 30 yards from the other direction. He missed it. Did go off, and he missed it. But, but that was, you know, and it happened so much. And, and on this trip, um, I would howl. We'd see pups and stuff, and I howled. All of them, we shot nine coyotes. And it was hot. Some of the pre, the footage Primos couldn't use because it was just heat waves. Oh, so yeah. bad. Yeah. So I had, these pups were at the end of July. So they're, you know, a little bigger. And uh, I howled all of them in except on, I used, call, I never used rabbit or nothing. And, you know, they, they would stop, I'd howl. Stop, I'd howl. They'd come up, shoot. Had them digging out. One dug out a prairie dog. Glenn Zink was with us. Hunk, you know, out there like, geez, 600, <laughs> 700 yards. Dug it out ate it and stuff hot i howled pup here it come all the way in and glenn zinc missed it got right up to the right up to us but but i mean uh and like oh you'll see i've seen i don't know who they are you see some on uh youtube a little bit are they from arkansas or somewhere some guys they they set they're kind of like you like me i know who you're talking muscly. about mfk guys mm. okay made for killing they do a lot of diaphragms but stuff. i see it's a lot it's warm the pup they're yep. small coyotes yeah but yep. they're they're howling them all in pretty much yep. i mean it seemed to me like yep that's they're what sitting they on a little stool yep. or something in yeah. the thick trees real thick tree yeah just haul them in yeah they're easy to call in but yeah no <laughs> but you're but i mean there's a certain point where a howl don't you think i mean in your opinion like a like an inter like not an interrogation a challenge howl like a a male challenge howl do you think that that would be overly aggressive for a coyote for a pup for a smaller coyote younger coyote no don't seem to be really no don't okay. seem to be okay so that'll I've tell guys yeah. my uh i'm not saying i don't i don't i don't do i don't do yeah. it so I, i'm just yeah i mean no it's like i've said uh i remember one time I was, this was in Alberta. I was sitting there and he was saying the same thing. Are you going to howl like even in these thick trees and stuff? This was in, I was in March, a lot of snow yet. And, uh, and I howled just, I mean, I never do howl soft. I howl like a kite would howl. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and I howled like, this was one of them, one howl and the brush just started moving with coyotes 30 yards away, right up to us. Right. I mean, me to you right there. So on a video, I think we got one is all because they're just so thick. Yep. But that was, yeah, I mean, and, uh, oh, I mean, it's just, I got so, I just watched my video. So many. Over I mean, and over and over. Pops over and over. Yeah. I mean, it's. Just from a. They're, they're curious. Yep. Yeah. They're curious. Yeah. And they may keep a little bit of distance. Well, they ain't going to come right up, but they might be, you know, a younger cut. Sometimes they'll circle a little bit, but shoot, they're within 200 yards usually or less. Easy, doable yeah, shot so are, are are you is are you do you see a, a a pattern in um like say a serenade versus a, a solo howl no can't I'll so, tell so, you. So there's guys that are like dude i get better i get way better results with coyotes answering or or coming in off of a dual pair off of a off of a, a serenade versus a soul a single howl okay and i'm like here's what? a deal in canada with woolly it's never the same like i said i don't care I was up there for, I usually hunted for four to four and a half days. And usually there's one day just about can't, snowing or yep. bad wind, whatever. But the first day, see, how was it? The first day they would answer, and there might be two or three groups answering, but the one that would come in usually was not, had any, was none of them coyotes. Wasn't answering. No. Yep. So then, like a, the next day or so, they weren't, none of them were howling. 
Nothing was howling. Couldn't, and we were calling them in, still calling them in. So went back some of them same places. And then the next day or two, whatever, every time I would howl, there'd be a serenade almost every time. It was crazy. Coyotes were coming on the run serenading. They were, you could see them, two or three of them, all howling on the runs, doing serenades. Like, they can't get there fast enough. Every day was different. Yep. So, I mean, how do you predict? How do you know? You don't know. You can't. You got to be a coyote, and then why? They, maybe they don't even know. Yeah. It's <laughs> just God given. Yeah. I don't know. You, yeah. That's, that's, that's crazy. That's why you do a little. That's why I do a little everything. Yep. I do a little single howl, like in the old stage one. Sometimes I'll start with serenade. Yep. Mix it up. Yep. Yep. So even so you just like come running in, you pups be two pups. And you're doing like in early November, you're doing like a big old serenade loud and shoot within a minute. Sean Hyden was setting uh, this on a video, and uh, this hadn't been too long ago. We were sitting there, and uh, I had the alpha dog. I was kind of getting ready, like I was telling you when I was by myself and the one after the second howl. Getting, I'm filming, going around to the right. Like six yards, three of them on a trail, and the dead run right towards us, three pups. And I'm doing wide open on it, just wide open, uh, volume-wise. Here they come just right around the hill right to us. Yeah. I mean, it happens all the time. I mean, I just... And and see, then the thing is, I think one thing, uh, people don't give the howls enough time. I was talking about that. Yeah. And, and uh, you just want to give them a chance. You know, I know it's a pain in the butt to sit there or something, but, you know, and don't call all, you know, I'm waiting between howls, you know, especially when I'm by myself. I'm giving it at least two, three minutes, sometimes longer, you know, and what? And when you howl, like in open, more open cut and dips, we just start glassing yeah. right away. You know, they're laying down. They usually a coyote, of course, coming in too. They always stop that ridge. They just come shooting over the ridge. They'll get up and walk up the hill and they might sit down. Well, I wonder who that is howling, you know, then. So, yeah, that's good. That's that's how it's done. And the 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 thing oh, I hear a lot of guys are like, oh, it's too loud. You're doing it too. You do, yeah. you might do it too. Loud. But how does a coyote howl? How does yeah. it, I mean most like of the I time? Said, he, yeah, that's a rip. Yeah. If, if you're if a coyote sitting next, if there's a coyote where you are and he rips a, a howl off, it's gonna make yeah. your ears ring. And I'm using electronic. I mean, and then I've had. I mean, I've got it on videos like several times. I have a jackrabbit on her and the alpha dog on a trigger stick tripod like that's high off the ground because it's kind of windy or taller grass i got it 100 volume i mean on an alpha dog that's pretty loud jackrabbit <laughs> we're looking around you know and they're windy and all of a sudden we look down there's a coyote or a bobcat this far away looking at it yeah and shoot it right there and they don't like you know some people <laughs> yep they're all you know it sounds good but yeah, they ain't coming if they don't hear it. Yep. that's what I say. That's hundred percent right. Yep. What about decoys? Like real quick, what what's your I've head? never used. You know, I'm no, I'm sure they work. Well, you can Rick even not <laughs> not decoy dogs. Yeah, like, no, I'm talking. Okay, yeah, okay, uh, yeah. But Rick was with uh, before he's with Lucky Duck. Uh, oh, I can't Edge maybe Edge. Decoy? Yeah, Edge by Expedite. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and the the boss kept telling Rick. He goes, "How come you don't?" Sh- I think he's even with him. So how come you don't you jam them decoys clear down in the ground? You don't even hardly show them. And well, you want to get a coyote in or not? <laughs> so, so you know. And I think a lot of times they're coming to the decoy. It's just because they're coming so hard. And they don't even see it till they're like right on it. But I'm sure it helps some. But Rick just had, you know, he just didn't have that. I mean, having that good luck when the coyotes see it because what they usually do, you know, they'll they'll hang up. Yep. They'll change their whole approach. Yep. 
downwind right away. Yep. You know, I even had, I used to have, te- when I'm, I, I mean, Primos has decoys, shoot, you know, I just never use them because I, if a guy's going to get close enough to use a decoy, I mean, you're going to see him anyway. Yep. What do you need? I mean, you just, you know, turn the call down. I mean, what good, I mean, I can see where they work good on a bobcat. Get him to close that last, keep his focus off of you. But I don't know. I just never use it much. I had a taxidermy mount jackrabbit on a board with a, and a spring on there and a, and a string on it. I could go out about 30, 40 yards. So I blow. <laughs> Three or four times I'd call coyotes in. They just hang about there and look. You know, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's not, it's like it's real, but it's not real enough for them. I don't you know. know. And it's, then some of it's just odd, floppy stuff. But, uh, I don't know. It's just, I think a lot of what you see on TV, it's just coyotes coming so hard. Then they do see them, they freak out, and they just go right to them, maybe. I don't know. Maybe they work, maybe they don't. I just never really mess with them. But, the, but a coyote decoy, I think, helps some. There you go. What yeah. about your coyote decoy that yeah, you Yeah, I've got that little, what I call him, peewee. That the, found him in, a, in about the end Pawn of June in the middle of Highway 12. And You uh, found it, it Mount? Yeah. You found it, yeah. Mount? Yeah. No, I found it, and it was... Must have just got straddled by a semi. There's a little bump on his head. Oh, Perfect. oh I got so you. So I was working I down by Glen Zinks where I used to live, and I stopped. Can I throw this in your freezer? Ah, I don't care. So he threw it in me, and I had it taxidermy mounted. I kind of got it taxidermy mounted. He's kind of like this. kind of Like he's kind of, you know, a little weak or whatever. Yeah. And I don't know. He seems to work pretty good. Really? You take yeah. that with sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially like this time, like January on. Maybe when they're a little more pressure going. There's, they, yeah, there's a, and then it helps too, I think. You know, like, uh, you know, if you have like shelter belt, like in the sand, you know, there's shelter belts or tree groves. Of course, we got the greyhound guys too. Yep. Thermal guys, greyhound. Yep. We got trappers, you know, and they're pressured. And uh, just go to where you think they are, where they're hiding in a hay yard, just kind of isolated or, you know, shelter belt group of trees here and there. Just and, you know, just get in about as close as you can where you can shoot you know, within range, lay on your belly. and But you put that out there, sometimes you're pretty exposed, you know. And, but you can usually get them to stick their head out of a shoulder belt, howling usually. Just wait and maybe a little pup distress or a little kai or something, you know, and then just shoot them when you see them. But that, their eyes, instead of you, they go right to that decoy. But I've had them just come just hard for that thing. I've had old males growl at them, jump over the top, you know, and just growl at them and everything. And so, that, yeah, they help, especially this time of year. Have you got some video of that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're on some of my videos. But, I, but you know, one thing, it's kind of like the other decoy. Sometimes when they first see them, they'll stop and hang up. Well, you can shoot them. I mean, <laughs> just shoot them, you know. And that's, but usually I never have that trouble when they're out. It's when they get about that 200 to the 100 yard they may stop and usually the guys that are with me i can't get them to hold off to see what they do they want to shoot them yeah, <laughs> shoot. yeah. so hold off <laughs> yeah that's too late yeah. yeah that's interesting if yeah if you uh if you are if you want to go shoot some and we're not in the middle of cabin or something i got a camera and know how to run it i'll i'll gladly film some stuff i'd even drive down there yeah. that's not very far away if you have access to ground and you need a camera guy or something just to just for a day or two or something and get some footage one thing we haven't covered you know is yeah i was gonna say if you want to cover something because we're at 245 geez. so that's good though that's good all good we're if there's some down. hey we're just half done. No. <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah if there's something that, that you want to that you want to touch yeah. base on do it well 
Primos wanted me to do these expert hunts. They're on the turbo dog and the alpha dog. And I thought, wow, that's kind of what, you know, and it was that a good idea where it's just me. Like you're taking it commercial was, you can take Randy with you, you know, and I'm just doing a hunt. Like if I was sitting there and it's a breeding season or it's whatever. So I do it, you know, just a general hunt. I'll howl this, wait, do this 10 minute deal, whatever. Then go to prey sound, whatever. Then go to stage three. So I had, like six or seven of them called them expert hunts. All you do is push play, let the thing get your gun up. It's one contest. Some of the big contests in South Dakota were won by a guy. All he's using is my expert hunts. Crazy. North Dakota, guy won a contest. He called me. Some of them got second and third just by using my exercise. Couldn't believe it. So a lot of people want more of them. So that's another thing with these new callers. I'm designing more of them. Plus, we got some more new sounds. And plus, we're going to have, you can actually buy the expert hunts separate if you don't have them that aren't on the collar and stuff too. But uh, but anyways, so. Um, so it's a sound file. Huh? So it's a sound well, file. Well, it's just like, it's just like, uh, it's there's time in between. Like I'll howl. Like three or four howls, then I say, "Well, let's just wait two minutes." So they're just sitting there, nothing's happening. So you just push play on the call, and you just push one time. It's a call sequence, and it's, it's yes. all sequence. And it, all and I designed to hunt all of them. I got you. Yeah, and I've got like you know, that's going to be breeding one. I got uh, challenge ones. I got you know, then so them scenario things. You know, I was doing them. I've that's done a them good for idea. years. That's it. Yeah. You know, I talked about answering with different, but I I do coyote fights. You know, years ago with. Because I I put a funnel on a tally ho like an oil funnel, yep. not a huge one. Then I would use the Austin Howler, and I sounded different. And wait, I'm pretty soon. Usually, when the old male, especially they go once or twice, get ready, he's coming. And sure enough, you can hear it on my video. So I'm saying, well, get ready, he's coming. You know, but so I I would do that. So they're on these expert hunts too. So I do a lot of coyote challenge deals, which I think people need to do more of, you know, instead of just create a scenario, especially as educated as everything, get, and don't just lay off, you know, take, take your time, make it sound real. And then, then we haven't talked about the breeding deal. And, uh, I know Rick's got some really good, I've heard a few of his, my buddy Huron's got, you know, the caller and some other, that lucky duck callers about everywhere. And again, congratulations to Rick, you know, that's quite a deal. Yeah. And, I would say my sounds, like my real sounds that aren't me on the, the callers. There's a few of me, but they're actually dead coyotes. I howled them in. I did an interrogation. They answered me. I got it. They I howled. They howled. We're going back and forth, and we shoot them. Like there's several serenades, like three coyotes. Uh, one would stay a mile and a half away. The other two come up. We killed them both. You know, and so these coyotes are, they're answering me, my sounds, Every one of them, except for only a couple, that we killed them because we're going back and forth. So, you know, when they're a captured coyote, I'm sure they're working. I mean, everybody says they are, but I mean, you know, they're they're not like a coyote's off a ways. Yep. But they're just in a cage from here to there. I know I don't know, but I mean, I'm just saying my my sounds are real coyotes. I've called in. They challenged me. I challenged them. Female invitations. I've, I've called in old males. I've called in females with, you know, the doing female invitations and stuff. And then they're answering me and challenge howls, old, young, all from pup coyotes up to adult males and adult females. Their challenge howls are, I'm going back and forth with them. And then we should, most of them are on the videos. So, uh, 
What do you do different during breeding season? So breeding season, you know, and I don't know, um, you know, everybody was after what they used to call it on the chat boards, uh, estrus chirp, you know, yep. guys talking really about high. That. Yep. Little. And yep. Then, yep. And then, uh, and on, Oh, I've heard everybody say, well, you know, I think I've heard that, you know, and they were, I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, I was going down the road. This was it on my first video or second. We're going over to his uncle to get permission. Naper, Nebraska. Going out not too far from Naper, west of Naper. And Glenn and I are going to his uncle, going down his driveway. And here's, it's on a video. It's on my, on my Mastering the Art videos, too. And there's a bigger coyote chasing this smaller coyote around. It's in February. And round and round they go, and we stop. They're about 600 yards. There's some high lines right there above us. And I stop. I'm filming them. I can hear this, beep, 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 like that, just like a bird or something. And I go, what in the world is that? Is there some bird on that high line? Glenn, no, it's them coyotes. You sure? Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. So I got that all recorded. I even made, designed a call. You can do that on. So the male was trying to breed her, I think, and she wasn't quite ready or didn't want, you know, or whatever. I don't know. But anyway, so that's, I just called it. So I made a call that way. And then. Then what I do, I go, I do uh, the female invitations. Now, I grew up in Butte in town, but then I, I got married and I moved out on the Kip Hall River where most of my videos were made. I remember I shot one off, coyotes off my step, you know, three, 400 yards and, you know, the dog running out there and all that. That was all in the same spot, but it was kind of a coyote corridor. You've got them here, you know, yeah. where coyotes just travel, you know, and they like breeding on the ice. Dave Tatum told me that because when they were up, up on a plane, and there's a little snow on the ice. You can see these figure eights, you know. And he would, and he said that for some reason they like to huh. they breed a lot on ice for some reason. Huh. I don't know. And like the Fort Randall Dam, you know, with the down there, when when it when it ever does freeze up, some of them winters, coyotes like all over. Guys are running snowball bills up up and down that thing, you know, running coyotes down. So it must have something to do it, or they're just crossing to new territory, but. But I will do the female invitation. I, I, I was lay, I'd lay in bed at night there when I lived down the river, and I'd hear these females, you know, from late January to February, and um, <clears throat> they just do the little bark, like for an hour, over and over and over and over. So I figured that must be a, f a female inviting in a male. I don't know if that's what it is. But anyway, so I... I record, I went to that studio in Norfolk and I had the, a diaphragm call and I did it. And that's one of the best, <laughs> you can ask most people, that's one of the best, it's not a real coyote, just me doing it, mimicking. And it's one of the best ways to get one in. And you get, it's the craziest thing, you'll get females in almost as much as males. And then you can get them in out of uh, mating season. Cause I, I've, there's been times when I've been out, oh, October, November, when the pups are the, you know, when pups are kind of still with the, the adults and everything. Yep. And I've actually, before I've sat down sometimes, or I've, I've done an interrogation call, I've heard that female do that same thing. That and then of, and I've seen pups like heading that way or coyotes heading her way. That's happened a couple, three times. So I think it's a, something they can kind of use for both. But I know in the mating time, as I've got it on, on my sounds, I go uh, in female invitation, mating, then I have just female invitation. But well, the female invitation mating is over and over and over and over. And then the other one's just more like an interrogation, only that female type of a sound, you know, for calling the pups in. And then I throw in more of a male howl. I'll switch to the hot dog. You know, then just, ah, ha, ha, 
like this way, that way. And I mean, it just, it works pretty good, you know, during mating season. Then of course you can do the, then the, that's kind of the expert sound that I've got. It's kind of a little bit like that so far, but. And you don't have that offered, right? I mean, it's going to, that, that expert sound list is going to be offered with. Well, it's on the, some of them are already been on the Alpha Dog and Turbo Dog for years. Okay, I didn't but, know yeah, that. Yeah, they're on her. Yeah. Like I said, uh, guy's been winning contests. I couldn't believe I it. I got you. I didn't now, know that. The one down there in uh, Kansas, is it out of. Uh, A big contest. Yes. What's that town down there? Saint Manhattan. Fra- okay, okay, no. Or St. Fran, no, I think it was Manhattan. These guys were in it and they were. They were even using the, my old sounds from my, when I had my Fox Pro sound. Yep. And I had this bird sound. I mean, this is just telling you, you don't need to have an actual real woodpecker. I was using Rick's Tweety. I was twirling my tongue. And the other guy, uh, he had a, I won't say what company, he had a caller. It was supposed to be pretty good. He was doing all the calling in the morning. Couldn't call Jack. So then he just, the other guy, he's actually a Primos guy, a rep. He told me, he said, I started putting on that bird sound. We killed, like, we, we got second in the contest. We killed seven in the afternoon. Wow. That's all I played. I didn't even howl or nothing. So it's just crazy, you know, how that works. But yeah, that's interesting to hear, Maybe it only too. worked that day. Maybe the yeah. next day it wouldn't work for yeah. a hill of beans, as Garland Anderson dad used to say. Not worth a hill of beans. <laughs> Uh, it, is there, is there some, anything else that you think that we didn't cover on your list? Uh, oh, probably. I don't know. I hate that, to keep looking at it, but no, I that's good. You got, you gave, that's some good info. I'm trying to think. Cause that's, I wanted to pick your brain on kind of your, your, the, the, how you, the, the duration of your sets, kind of how you opened them up, what you did throughout the sets, what you finished them off with. And I, you did good at, at explaining I would say. That. If I'm good at anything, like really, I think sometimes I have a knack of knowing what to do next, maybe. But when I'm inter, especially when I'm interacting with with coyotes, like somebody that's never been with me before, and I howl and I hardly get out of my mouth. Rawr! So I'll just go over there. Rawr! You know, I can sound. I can just have a knack of sounding just like them, and it just freaks some people out, you know. And and I, I have a good ear because I was a music teacher, and yep. I can. I'm good at mimicking. Well, that's yeah. one thing we ever, you know. When you get them, the 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 ones doing, you know, you've done sets, and then the warning howl types, yep. and you'll walk clear to your next stand, get out, and you're like three quarters of a mile, and you can still hear that yep. coyote from your, the, still warning, well warning, warning. What really worked on them was I just mimic them, and then sometimes they'll get close enough. Just keep mim- doing what they're doing, and then maybe put on a little bit of soft pup distress or something like she'd be interested in. But... Uh, or do it on a call, that kayak call, and just do what she's doing. Ruff, 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 ruff. And I could just sound just like him. And uh, so I, then you, if you can, you send the guy, send him, just send him. Get go get in a low spot, just go for that coyote. And I just keep him there. And they even come a little close. I just keep him there. And that, that really works. You'll see, uh, I was in Alberta with Gary Hausman. We shot a double. Or we shot, called two coyotes in, and the landowner and Gary got mixed up on which one they were shooting. They kind of crossed, and they both shot the same one. So the coyote got away over the hill, and they started warning how, warning how. So I said, Gary, just come with me. And we got there, and I had it in my mouth and the camera, and using the diaphragm, it's on video. So we get up, just crest the hill. We're on our knees, camera. And we get up there, and he shot the coyote, never moved. But that's another good tactic. 
That's yeah. yeah. Th that's something though that a lot of people won't go to the that extreme. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's not a there's a lot that of me again. It is, but yeah. they'll, they'll. And your phone battery's gonna die too. Oh, pretty soon. It's been on low okay. power mode for right. a while. But, All right. Well, just as a heads up to anyone on Facebook. Okay. Watching Randy, you can watch it maybe later tonight on YouTube. Yeah, I'll get it. I'm gonna get this up. I'm gonna get this the the audio up, and then it won't take me long to get the video too. Maybe if your phone's gonna die, you know what we could do? We could just shut your Instagram live off, my Facebook or your Facebook live. live sorry, and hammer out that song on the end. Just hold it on the microphone. Okay. Want to do that? Can you put a charger on it. I just. It'll probably play with that. It'll probably still roll through it. Okay, all right. I bet your I bet your mics. Don't I you bet you don't have it record. Oh, for just the. Yeah, just let. I'll let this. I'll let this podcast run, and that'll be the outro. All right. You just. I'll grab your phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Let me grab it real quick. Just let it run. Just let it run. Oh yeah. Well, what do you think, boys? You getting hungry? I'm, I'm going home. So by Valentine, going by winter, I got to have me a blizzard. The dairy <laughs> so you're going to go through Valentine? I'll go through winter this time. Oh, I, went, I had church in Valentine. Oh, I got you. I played, uh, I think I played bass guitar in, uh, during the worship service. Did you go to Valentine? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here, it's, you know what? I'll let you do it. Dude, you what can am I click doing? Finish. finish. Is this Facebook right Live yet? It's still rolling. There's still people. You probably have well, folks, there's a lot of questions on here, and I probably don't know nothing about them. I, I probably can't I, even answer a, them. A bunch of people said you couldn't hear it very well, but I told okay. them, I just commented and said it'll be posted It'll on be on YouTube. Later. Okay, you, all right. If you can't hear it, it'll be. So what do I, I end the online deal now and go to my song? Is that what I'm doing? Yeah, that's okay. what James said. Okay, goodbye, folks. Thanks for watching. Randy Anderson, never give up, folks. Never give up. Okay, here we go. Music. My library under artists. Carrie Underwood. Let's see. Josh Turner. Kenny G. Louis Armstrong. 50 <laughs> Oak Ridge Boys. Randy An Travis. Randy Travis. And here's Randy Anderson. Okay, calling all coyotes. Uh, and also, let me before you push play. Uh, I'm going to say uh, we had an awesome podcast today. It's this is the longest podcast by far, with probably the most with the most information by far. We had Randy Anderson. Uh, we're humbled to have him here with us and give his expertise on on a subject he knows way more about than us. So it's it's awesome for us to be able to to grasp and, and get that information out to our listeners. Uh, and I'm going to start filming some stuff for him too. He said he's going to have me film some stuff for him. I am going to work on my guns. There you go. We got it down. We're afterwards. I'll wear a short sleeve next time. <laughs> yep. All right. Go for it. That's we'll, we'll end it with your, with your song. Okay. And I'm ready to go. Go for it. It was on, I used to play it on the winter radio station. Sometimes just call up during season. Hey, do you got that Randy Anderson song? And he's played on Valentine. He's played on O'Neill, Ainsworth. Yeah. So they could still play it. I don't know, but it's, of course, it's not. This is in a hippie's basement in 1990-something. Huh? The version they it's, have No, it's this version. Oh, it's it just, is. you know, the quality. They probably were going to be digital or whatever. But here we go. Whoop.
out this way, and I pray he knows it's sin coming downwind. Everybody now. So come, little coyote, come. The banquet table's ready. I've got rabbit, mouse, turkey, and venison. Come, little coyote, come. I'm just sitting here and waiting. I've got Browning Night, Weatherby, and Emmington. Just silhouette yourself about 30 yards or so. Silhouette yourself about 30 yards or so. I'll let her go. That was good. All right. That's it. That's it, folks. That's all she wrote. So all I I'm gonna all hit I'll shut the record off and if there's there were I need a nap, you know I am <clears throat> a senior citizen. I'm on the Medicare now. You don't look like it though. You look good. Sixty, I'll be sixty-seven here before I know it. That's that's uh <clears throat> that's good. I'm glad to see guys like you that are still doing what you're doing. That gives me motivation to not die before I'm forty-five. 